0: so what happened there what do you mean well why did you get all weird when i put my finger up your ass (laughs) what the hell was that Mr. Griffin, that's a prostate exam Shut
1: up, you had your finger in my ass That's how a prostate exam is performed Stick your finger in my Pony ass That's good I am sure there are guys who have fingered you in the ass Long enough that eventually you let them fuck it And now you think you got me bent over with your finger in my ass Thinking I'm gonna let you do the same I am not like you, Dana You will not fuck me in the ass
0: (laughs) You know how when you doo and stuff And the doodle comes out and kind of the doodle is like formed with other little doodles, other little pebbles of doodle and stuff. And they're all shapes. They're all shapes. Some of them, you know, shaped like little wedges, some little balls. Um, Some of them, you know, octagon like different shapes and sizes making up this one big turd. The first time we had
1: sex, she tried sticking her finger in my ass. No warning at all, just did it. It scared me to be honest. No, Alright, welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Durgan. as always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Much like Netflix did with House of Cards, I have a plan for when Matt is suddenly exposed for three decades worth of male-on-male sexual harassment. It largely involves replacing Matt with a parrot that utters swear words. It's not ideal, but the parrot is ten times more interesting than Robin Wright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw that um, billboard for All the Money in the World where they took Kevin Spacey out yes. and yes. Just, like, digitally put the new guy in. And the new guy is second on the billing. Christopher Plummer? Yes. Like, All right.
1: Like, so, <laughs> well, I think he had to be, right, because they just took Kevin Spacey's name out who was second billing and just replaced it with the guy. Like, they couldn't move, they couldn't reformat all the one-sheets and the billboards.
0: I know, it just seemed like, doesn't that guy just feel like just second best? I mean, clearly, you know, if you're an actor, a lot of times you're the second choice for the role, but rarely do you come in and uh, they just superimpose your head
1: over the other <laughs> actor's body, right? You know what? Uh, for whatever they paid him for three weeks' worth of reshoots, <laughs> and his guy's like 88 years old. I'm sure he was fa- I'm sure he was happy with it. So it's a nice gig. It's a really it's a really Scott film. It's a big it's a big film. I know. I was looking forward to the movie. i
0: s I'm still baffled as to why they took Spacey out of it. I mean, you know, he is playing kind of a bad guy in the movie.
1: Right, and I guess there were I mean, just, uh, people don't think these things through studios don't think these things through. I don't think people are gonna boycott the movie because Kevin Spacey plays a bad guy in the movie. So but I guess just having him his face is sort of offensive to people these days. I have a theory that Uh, When these guys are accused of rape When they get taken out of films or TV shows Like uh, Danny Masterson uh, did this morning Got fired from his Netflix show Mm -hmm. They should be replaced by the guys they raped (laughs) (laughs) Right? They should get first shot Like the guy rap should be the first shot To replace Kevin Spacey in the movie Why should they get the fat paycheck? Why does Christopher Plummer didn't do anything great?
0: I think it's a great idea. You know, a lot of these young child actors, you know, they they need work now.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you rape someone and get fired from the show, you get replaced by the guy you raped. (laughs) And if if there's like multiple guys that Kevin Spacey raped, they have to come forward with their story. And whoever has the worst story gets the job.
0: Are we going to start replacing everything? I mean, what are we in kindergarten? Like, are are we going to show Cosby show reruns, but we, you know, scrap him out? Because technology is advancing really quick with... You know CRISPR and everything, and and, and these digital uh, things you can do. Like, you know, you could just put Chris Tucker as Bill Cosby in a couple of years, no one to know the difference.
1: Well, that uh, well Cosby's show is fucked because Cosby's name is on it. But uh, do you see like uh, how much money like Malcolm Jamal Warner and all those guys lost with the syndication lost to the Cosby Show because everybody pulled off the syndication of Cosby Show, which is running forever. He lost potentially millions of dollars in syndicate in residuals mm-hmm. just because of what Bill Cosby did. I'd be pissed. Like, fuck that. I, like, I was like, if I'm Malcolm Jamal Warner or one of those chicks on the show, I'm thinking, like, I'm just going to live off Cosby residuals forever. I'm going to get six figures a year and just have a really nice life. And then Cosby has to go and rape, like, 50 women and, like, kill, well, the, kill my syndication.
0: What's the, like, crime? Is, is sex crime the one thing where we have to, like, erase history? Because, I don't know, like, I feel like they're still showing O.J. Simpson highlights on the NFL Uh, you know, History Channel or whatever.
1: The Naked Gun movies are still going out?
0: Naked Gun's (laughs) still on. Uh, You know, I don't know what Robert Blake's show... Well, Uh, uh,
1: first of all, OJ was never found guilty. So, there's that. But I don't think he's getting new jobs.
0: No, but, I I mean, we're not pretending... I don't don't know, like, just pixelating the guy's face and...
1: I'm down with raping boys being like a, 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 pro, a prohibition after that. That seems like that's just like a crime. I'm willing that and like murder. But is that
0: the only crime? I feel like, uh... well, like
1: Renona ride Ryder shoplifted, I don't think she should be banned. She has to be digitally <laughs> taken out of all her films. There's like she has to go back and ruin Beetlejuice because she uh, shoplifted a purse or some perfume off A o Drive, you know. But had she molested lots of young boys, perhaps you but might not...
0: Aren't there actors that have like killed people? I'm trying to think. Um...
1: Like Danny Trejo,
0: for example. Danny Trejo was in prison for uh, murder or attempted murder. That makes him
1: cooler. (laughs) <laughs> people have no problem with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's a huge icon now in the entertainment industry. I don't know how many people he killed or saw being killed when he was in the gangs.
0: Well, most, yeah, most rappers, their main subject back in the 90s was murdering people. That was pretty much all they talked about. Well, here's the
1: thing. So if a guy like, was in a gang and murdered other gang members, I don't think people find that particularly offensive, especially if they're black and these people are white because they feel so guilty about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're a dude and you're, and you're uh, molesting 14-year-old boys, I think everyone sort of agrees you have to go away.
0: It's gross. I, I'm just, you know, would you rather be murdered or molested Rape? by an actor? Uh, like, clearly, uh, murder is probably a more serious crime, at least in the eyes of the law. It's a harsher sentence.
1: I might take murder. It was me. Would you rather have murder or Kevin Spacey raping you on a daily basis?
0: I mean, was he raping people or was he?
1: I don't know. He was an actor. Who knows what's going on? Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Colin Kaepernick's Immense Afro. It's getting bigger. It's getting larger. The last refuge of scoundrels is religion, but the last refuge of dudes who turned down $12 million to seek out free agency and found nobody wanted them and turned into a civil rights cause is most definitely the big fucking hair. The Colin Kaepernick... Hang on, don't step on my last line. I'm sorry. The Colin Kaepernick... Dude, you're not going to get an ACLU award. The Colin Kaepernick events afro. It's where Roger Goodell is hiding all his money.
0: If you have a tiny head, afro shouldn't be the look for you.
1: I feel like. Well, it isn't? do you think his head is tiny or just his hair is huge? It's, it's a, both. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's overtaking. Like, it's the kind of afro that's overtaking his face. So, it actually is growing forward. So, it's actually, like, making his face look smaller, I think, by comparison. Yeah. So, yes. Although, I would say that in terms of a success rate, his afro has got him a huge amount of awards and applause and attention. He could be Time Man of the Year this year.
0: If a Jewish guy... Because Jewish guys can grow afros too. The jufro, which yes. I'm kind of jealous of, but you you don't see many jufros anymore. But if a Jewish guy grows an afro, is he like you know in solidarity with the cause, or is he just uh, a guy with a afro? Which cause? Like the black.
1: Cause? No, I think the jufro was just a. Uh, I think I don't. You don't see jufros much anymore. I think that was just a style.
0: I miss them though. I mean, if I had a. a you know, could grow a Jufro, I would do that.
1: You didn't see the Jufro? The guys, the Jewish guys never put picks in their hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> or Jerry curled, Jerry Curled their hair. It was just sort of a natural. Honestly, most of the kids I know who had Jufros hated them. They really just hated them. Because guys don't really want a big head of curly hair.
0: Well, people are weird. Like, if you have curly hair, you straighten it. If you have straight hair, you, you curl it for some reason. It's, uh, I don't know, it speaks to people's kind of deep insecurities, I think.
1: And also, I think as a white guy, you want to rock around with a fro. It fro. It's just a bad, there's no way to pull that off positively. I,
0: I used to, you know, I think I was delusional. <clears throat> like, when I was in junior high school, you know how you create yourself on the video game? Like, if you're playing the yes. NBA game or the NFL game?
1: Your, your avatar?
0: Yeah, you make yourself. For some reason, I was a light-skinned black guy with an afro. Uh, and that, that was your
1: choice or that was what was assigned to you? That,
0: no, that's just who, when I was creating myself, I was like, you know, I, I just thought I was a, a light-skinned black guy with an afro.
1: I imagine if you were a light-skinned black guy with an afro at your school in Alaska, you could have done really well for yourself, <laughs> right? Other than the fact that you would have been picked by every sports team just because of the color of your skin, you probably could have done well the ladies, I bet.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't,
1: uh, being a little different, being the whole mystique. It the myst- hurt. The black guy mystique. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Men Podcast. That's why, by the way, I always laugh when the, uh, the, the black guys always say they're really the cliche stereotype about them is that they have a big dick. And how that's you know, somehow, you know, that's so much better than being Asian right. <laughs> just in terms of cliche <laughs> stereotypes. Oh, no. People think you have a big dick. That must be horrible.
0: Asian guys never talk about their dicks. I don't know if they're just being polite or... You know, if they just don't want to.
1: No, they and the Asian guys are complaining that they're cliches is that they have tiny dicks and they're not good in bed. I'd much rather be the black dude where there's some taboo mystery where all the white girls want to see what my dick looked like.
0: Yeah, I mean, that does go back to some sort of, uh, you know, deep-seated racism in, in terms of, you know, jungle animals going to rape you, the white women. Oh, hell yeah.
1: No, it's, it was it probably, it, it resulted in a lot of lynching of black guys at some point down in the South because there was always that idea that there were these hyper-sexual rapists of white women. Yeah. But in, in 2017, like, say, your local state or community college, really well you probably did really well for yourself.
0: Probably. I mean, you still see it reflected, I think, because, like, the... Uh, excuse me. The black guys in porn, one of them was named Mandingo. Yes. <laughs> which is just... I mean, I don't even know if he knows the significance of that. I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, but... You can't be a black guy in porn and not have a freakish dick. Like you can't yes. just be a black guy with a, you know, a larger normal dick. In no, porn. there's no
1: role for the cuckolded uh, guy, the black guy being the cuckold in the no. <laughs> in the in the wimpy submissive videos.
0: And they make the guy, the black guys in porn. I'm frankly scared they're going to rape me. I mean, they they make them with the, thugs. the weird the thugs. Yeah, thug, like yeah. the, the do rags yes. and like weird grills and shit. I'm like, and they're damn. also
1: kind of aren't they kind of fat? They're kind of fat. Like they're kind of like really big all over. Like they're just big. They look like offensive linemen. Yeah, like roided and they don't look like they could have a real job. Like they don't look like they work in advertising. They look like they've been in prison or they could maybe be an offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, uh, yeah, there's there's no genteel black porn actors
1: uh matt speaking of uh you know what a thought yes I had please too, is, uh, i was gonna transition to black people we know
0: <laughs> in uh in porn you know the guy always has a job yes he's always the pizza guy and the cable guy yeah evil ba- evil
1: banker pool lifeguard
0: the women never have jobs
1: uh they are the frustrated housewife
0: because i think women are attracted to guys w- with some kind of power at least at least, you know, who can pay the bills.
1: You're right. that in, in, in porn, uh, a black unemployment is non-existent. Right. <laughs> really, they, they really do. By the way, that was my, my, my uh, uh, joke that nobody seemed to understand or find funny about LA Weekly. You know how the LA Weekly is now hiring free writers? What do you mean? See, the man? LA Weekly has new ownership, right? Uh-huh. And so they're now asking for contributing writers, for, for El- El- Angelinos to submit free content. <laughs> So my feeling was everyone's compla- everyone's bitching about that, of course, because it's, it's blatantly offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Although HuffPost did it for five years and no one seemed to care. Uh, it's blatantly offensive not to pay writers, but my feeling is they're just, uh, they're just uh, diminishing the gender pay gap by not paying anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So See, it's, that it's, is
0: equal. <laughs> very prog- very Zero progressive. Zero is equal for both.
1: Uh, Matt, let me ask you about progressives. Joy Reid, uh, do you watch a lot of M- MSNBC on the weekends in the morning?
0: Uh, I have a hard time watching it <laughs> I even agree with most of the stuff on MSNBC But it's uh,
1: the, you, can't, you can't like the hosts on that. An echo
0: chamber Yeah, none of the hosts are likable Except Matto, I like Matto uh,
1: yeah, Of course you do Because you're hung up on lesbians <laughs> uh, Joy Reid host As far as I knew, MSNBC on the weekends only shows lock-up It's always prison, prison lock-up shows
0: yeah when in doubt, just go to a prison documentary, yeah
1: if you like I don't there's nothing I will not watch a prison documentary that does not involve like women having sex in the showers. It's yeah. like chained heat minus the sex scenes they just never horrible. have
0: any any breaking stuff it's always like. Oh, uh, you know they make uh, shivs and then uh, they'll piss in a bag and like turn it into a bomb or something. It's like, yeah, we we know.
1: Yeah, we've seen prison movies before. <laughs> it's all old school. So Joy Reid hosts a show on MSNBC uh, called Joy in the Mor- Joy in the Morning or some shit like that. It does sound like a porn, actually. Uh, so it turns out she ten years ago. So people now here's the occupation that like it seems like a lot of people on Twitter have or on the online lazy people is they go back and investigate old shit people used to write on Twitter or on social media or other or blogs or. or Things they can find online that were offensive to bring out to bring out and nail them with in latter day.
0: Yeah, that's that's a real uh, great hobby. You're <laughs> definitely not a loser if that's what you're up to.
1: Yes, and by the way, it's not even like it's not even like Joy Reed's like an evil. No one like right or left thinks Joy Reid is an evil person. It's not like she's like you know some tyrannical politician people hate for some reason. She's just an anchor on MSNBC. She doesn't seem to be that spiteful of any one position or an angry person or a person deserves punishment in any way. But someone went back and found out from 2007 when, for some reason, and I'll tell you the reason in a moment, uh, she was a Florida blogger, like a political news blogger in Florida, where she lived. And she was calling out the then-governor, Charlie Crist, for being a closeted homo. She did it, like, over and over again, (laughs) for some reason. I think everyone in Florida kind of knew and just didn't care. But for some reason, it really bothered her that he was kept uh, marrying uh, young women and uh, was pretending to be a ladies' man when everyone kind of knew that he was gay. Well,
0: this was before gay marriage was legal, and you know the Republican Party was oddly obsessed with uh, you know the issue of gay marriage, like you know starting a constitutional amendment. Yeah, ban- but Chris,
1: but Chris, all true. But Chris was a very mo- very progressive, moderate Republican. He was like I think a Democrat at one point. He was a Florida Republican, so in the mold of like Jeb Bush. Yeah, in terms of the fact that like he was probably pro, he probably would have been pro gay marriage, all that other crap. Florida isn't really is unlike the other southern states is much more. The, it's mostly uh, mostly uh, Jews and Hispanics in the Democratic Party, so they're fairly they're fairly uh, large minority population. So they're fairly progressive.
0: Uh, I I don't know about that. I mean, I think they have the worst voter suppression record on
1: <laughs> the state itself. But the governor, the, 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 you're, talking you're the
0: actual politicians,
1: the actual governors. They they run this very moderate Bush. Jeb Bush kind of like, I have a Hispanic wife and I, you know, whatever it else is. He's not like, he doesn't want to be seen as an old school Republican. Anyhow, she kept calling Charlie Chris, Miss Charlie, talking about how Charlie would like love, love dudes, (laughs) made (laughs) jokes about how like on his honeymoon, he'd be scoping out the male waiters and stuff like that. I
0: like it. That's kind of funny. It
1: is kind of funny, although she's not a comedian. So that's one problem. She was a journalist. Uh, (laughs) uh, And she did it like repeatedly, like 20, 30 times, which... Leads me to believe that it like it bothered her in a personal, some sort of personal way, because even you know, gay jokes are not that. Fu- even John Travolta, Tom Cruise jokes, if he, after the 30th time, are not funny any longer.
0: Well, he's still part of this party that, at, <clears throat> at the time, was was literally obsessed with with this issue of of bagging on gays. So yeah, I, I, I kind of see where she's I coming totally
1: from. agree with you, but I think that's a latter day defense because there's nothing else in her content to lead you to believe that she was on a mission to do that. This seemed to be the one guy that really bothered her, uh-huh. so I think she was kind of—I would call it homoph—I would call it homophobic, only because if you—if you or I tried it or someone else tried it, we'd be lambasted <laughs> for being homophobic, right? Which I don't mind at all. I'm just saying we would like get away with it, right? Um, but here's the real—here's a real story. So she's going to be disciplined in some way by MSNBC because someone found this shit from ten years ago, and she didn't say like faggot or homo or stuff like that, but she clearly was homo-baiting him in, in some sort of way. She was clearly demeaning him for being gay. Uh, not just for being out of it, but for, she was calling him a, a girl, basically a girl, uh-huh. which is considered homopho- homophobic. <laughs> By the way, since this is going to be the day of lots of sides, have you seen the new commercial for the HIV medication?
0: The one that you take before you engage in
1: risky behavior. Uh I don't it's a pharmaceutical ad, but it's for a treatment. No, it's for a, a long-term treatment for HIV, you know, a suppression uh, for HIV. I've not seen it. And I've never seen an HIV pharmaceutical commercial before, but I thought like are they going to go like full gay in the commercial? <laughs> it's put out by, you know, Bear, some huge, you know, billion-dollar conglomerate, multi-national conglomerate. Yeah. So it's just like Paxil or anything else, you know. So they do they filmed it in the same way, but they have like a slightly lilted voice in the narrator. And then they show like clearly gay dudes in the commercials like biking and doing all their fun beach activities Mm -hmm. but then they brought in like a black woman and then they brought in a guy who's like working out at the beach you know who looked like he might be straight i don't know like they could see they were like going okay clearly 99 percent of our audience is young white gay men but we don't want to just say that you don't
0: want to show a guy shooting heroin under a bridge or
1: anything no and also we don't want to show like a bathhouse. So there was like three guys, three guy guys, like on a bike ride together on the beach. Like, you know, like doing, they doing, uh, they didn't go youth. too
0: far the other way showing like a group of young college co-eds now, uh, like at a frat party and
1: now they didn't show, they didn't show intentionally didn't show straight, and then I noticed that the the, vo- the narrator's voice was lilted slightly. <laughs> So you could tell that it was a gay man who was narrating the commercial. Well,
0: I'm glad they were, you know, somewhat honest as to their demographic.
1: It was like always, so like in the, you know, the uh, herpes commercials, always a girl on the beach, you know, and she's like. In fact, I knew the girl in the, in the herpes commercials on the beach. She said it ruined her life for several years because she was. Everyone asked her if she had herpes all the time. <laughs> it was just a gig she took for like 500 bucks right. like for three years. I ran it everywhere. Um, I
0: can't stand when they do that in movies. Every time they have the gangbanger scene now cuz everyone knows that gangs are going to be, you know, all latino or all black for the most part in, in the America. multicultural gangs they always and now it's like yeah, the white guy in the gang and like the fat guy and the gangs I'm like I don't take your gang seriously no. at all. Like I'm not afraid of your gang whatsoever because you're you know, you're too scared to admit that <laughs> Look, it's it's the Crips and the Bloods. It's all black guys. Like, can we just be honest for a minute? You're you're ruining the movie.
1: Yeah, you don't think like when Scar came to visit us and his gang, you know, has a couple like chubby white dudes in it, like from the suburbs yeah. in the suburbs. <laughs> and shit, Vietnamese like dude
0: with the vest.
1: <laughs> my point about Joy Ride, Matt, is it like fair? This is the world we live in now. You and I did shit ten or twenty years ago that we're not proud of. I'm speaking of you mostly, uh, uh, yeah. but no one's ever going to see it, right? But now we live in a world going hence going forward from 2000 on. Anything you create is going to be archived somewhere. By the way, she she had deleted all this content uh, several years ago, but somebody found it on one of those archival web archival outlets. Can you delete
0: that or that? No, you can't public? delete.
1: It's public. It's it's public, publicly captured news stories. If uh, that's
0: the worst she's got, though, I mean. It's not a lot. It's nothing.
1: But she's still going to be I mean is this the world we live in where like no one should ever write controversial shit if they ever want to have a real job someday or let alone run for office or have like be president of the PTA or some shit like that.
0: It, yeah, I mean it's getting to the unless you're known as the controversial guy if you're Howard Stern or something but you know, it's it's getting less and less benefit from this. It, it's only negative. I mean these kids that are on this stupid Facebook group of of you know racist stuff, and they get uh, sent home from Harvard before their first class. It's like, was that worth it? Like, what did you get out of that?
1: Oh, but they're are obviously tools, but they're seventeen year old tools, and every seventeen year old is a tool. They're, every seventeen year old, I have a theory that every 18 year old guy is doing something worthy of. <laughs> being shame, horribly shamed. For the ra- <laughs> yeah. you know, at some point, everyone, You know, everyone, we used to call them skeletons in the closet. Mm. And especially when you're a teenager, you do all sorts of stupid little crimes or major crimes or immoral acts with girls or all sorts of other shit. I'm not talking about being a rapist or something like that, but you do a lot of shit you wouldn't really want published in photos on on the front page of the paper. Yeah, but now it's all out there. Now everything you do is out there. Even if you like, if you're Jory Reid, you wrote some articles about Charlie Chris ten years earlier. Now you're being called a homophobe.
0: Well, who, the people pointing fingers, like, just because you're less known and you're less in the public space, like, are you perfect? You know, like, everyone, every, everyone makes certain transgressions, you know, and like, if you want to pretend, if you're the person saying, like, oh, we should uh, kick her off the air or whatever, like, you, you've said something worse than that this week, for sure.
1: Of course I have. It all goes back to Twitter. You know, I got another Twitter war this week. So I made fun of Colin Kaepernick's Afro when he won the ACLU award. And, like, 50 people called me a racist. <laughs> just because, like, just because. Are there Someone will say, like, it seems like you might be a racist. Maybe it seems like I might be a racist. I made an Afro joke. I made an Afro joke. It seems like you... It <laughs> seems like you might be a racist. I'll just say it. It seems like you might be. I haven't really delved into this for more than half a second. I'm just going to call you a racist.
0: That's, yeah, that's a really lazy way of calling someone a racist.
1: Well, here's it? the thing. So I work, off, I work off the theory in life that bad people and shitty people are really fucking lazy. I remember when I looked at a place, uh, uh, we were thinking about moving to Idaho. Just get, I don't know why. At some point in my life, looking Idaho. And I was like, like I, I don't know. There's a lot of white supremacists here. And someone pointed out that, like, no, the white supremacists are actually in eastern Washington. And there's a mountain between eastern Washington and, and Idaho. That takes requires some effort to get over, Mm -hmm. even with your shitty car. (laughs) And so they said, don't worry, the the white supremacists are the laziest people you've ever met in your life. As long as you're, like, 50 miles away from them, they just won't travel that far. Yeah. So they really are, like, the reason they terrorize very certain specific areas is because they're too lazy to go anywhere else. Yeah, there's a reason you've never really met one. You know, um, they're too lazy to really do anything.
0: They hang out on their compounds. They do a lot of training, kind of like Al Qaeda.
1: Yeah, we well, think about like every ten years, there's a shooting, there's a horrible shooting or whatever, there's a Charlottesville or something like that. But there's like tens of thousands of these guys. They're just too fucking lazy to do anything. And that's how I feel about people on. on uh, it used to be like people who had to uncover your past and find shit out about you. They're always too fucking lazy. To, they're not going to go to the library, and look at film strips, <laughs> the old microfiche, <Mike> <laughs> look for like Joy Reid, what she wrote in 2007. But if they can do a Google search in five seconds to do it, they're all going to do it. Right. It just makes you it makes you being a a, you know a social justice warrior so much easier. So I think I tell people now. I spoke to my kids' class at school, and I said, "Don't write any." You know, I always say, "Don't write any shit online that you don't want to see." Like thirty years from now, being used against you. Right. And it's kind of like cliche, but it's actually totally true. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and, and if you have a Twitter account and, and whatnot, Facebook, I mean, you should probably go through that thing and delete stuff before you know, someone uh, caches it.
1: Yeah, for sure. If it's you're, on my
0: list of things to do.
1: If you're at all speculating entering the public eye, go back and delete every single fucking thing you have online. Now, there's going to be an archive of it somewhere, but it's still harder to find. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not famous to begin with, it's probably not going you know, to be difficult to find. I also, by the way, told all the nine, nine-year-olds to get fake names. To use fake names, and the parents Did were all upset. They let you just give a speech of your lunatic theories to a group of children. Hey, remember that guy who went in with the uh, the cum coated uh, clar- clarinets? Well,
0: yeah, you're better they're, than that
1: guy. They're pretty hard. They're pretty hard on for visitors to elementary schools these days. Well, I
0: could use an open mic. Can I just hit up your kid's school and yeah, riff for a while? No,
1: they're really great too. They don't mind dirty jokes generally. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you, I know you don't watch UFC for fear that it might turn your heterosexual. Uh, let that one linger for linger for a moment.
0: I don't watch it very often. I, I feel like it's almost, it's not quite porn, but when I'm chilling, you know, if I'm at the gym or something, or if I'm just in a good mood and I walk by a TV, some guy's getting his teeth pounded into his head. I don't know. It kind of changes the trajectory of my day, my emotional state a little bit. Like, I, I get that people like it. <clears throat> but maybe let's, let's not be so careless with just airing it at the restaurant as though it's a uh, you know, sports center because it's guy
1: when The, guy, it's when the guy's, like, when the the guy's, guy's like, bleeding out. When they, I love when the guy's cauliflower ears get popped. Have you seen that happen before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's truly gross. Actually, the great thing about you watching USC with friends and, and uh, peers and so forth is there's always like that one tough guy who acts really tough, Yeah but the minute someone's nose gets popped and the blood starts squirting out, they just literally run from the room crying. <laughs> There's just some, I don't know, it doesn't have to do with like how big you are and muscular you are, how tough you look. There's some people that can't handle the sight of like blood and they just, it just fall, they fall to pieces.
0: I remember I was at Cornell University and they have a pretty good wrestling program, I think. And, uh, I was, I got really drunk at this bar, so I left cause I was bothering people and I kind of crashed this, uh, this guy's apartment where they were playing beer pong and two of the guys thought I was hilarious and the other guy was just staring at me like he hated me for some reason because yeah. some people just hate me on, on sight.
1: Yeah, I'm aware of that.
0: And uh, so I was like, man, I'm fucking fucked this guy up and then I noticed his cauliflower ears oh, and I was on yeah. my best behavior yes. the rest of the night. Yes. I was petrified of this man.
1: Any, any guy who's willing to be physically deformed for his sport <laughs> is just someone you want to stay away from. Yeah. Uh, but we're not girls who really don't mind being physically deformed. Angela Magana do she any fought. of the girls
0: have the cauliflower ears? I haven't
1: noticed. Uh, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. Uh, they do have. You know, if you look at like Ronda Rousey, they punch, punch a lot. They have the deformed kind of faces and the broken noses. Mm-hmm. A lot of the girls have the broken noses. The cauliflower ear takes quite a bit of pounding over time to get the cauliflower ears down.
0: Yeah, the, a lot of chicks aren't. Uh, well, they're not in for that kind of commitment. No,
1: no, so, they're not so. looking to get physically deformed. Uh, so Magana fought in the U- UFC strawweight. I don't know what the fuck strawweight is, but I know I haven't been that since at least fourth grade. I'm just I'm just guessing. I passed straw weight in about fourth grade. I think that means you or I could kick the person's ass in a bar fight. It just sounds, it, it, if they're saying like girls who weigh, if they're saying people weigh like 110 pounds, 120 pounds, they should come with a better name than straw weight because it just sounds like straw, which is not really a very tough, <laughs> tough item to snap. Well, it is
0: light, I guess. It is,
1: it is light, but it's also snaps in half really easily. <laughs> How about carbon fiber? Like carbon fiber is very light. But extremely durable. The weight
0: classes are all very confusing to me, and I've, I've never learned them. How about we just say the 110-pound class? Is that that hard to say? Well,
1: the problem is they use the same, so use the same weight classes for the women and for the men. Mm. But obviously, the women you know, go much lighter, oh, generally I go see. much lighter. So the straw weight for like women is like a really competitive category. Worse for dudes, it's just, like, little skinny, like, you know, HIV-positive-looking guys. Yeah, it's
0: almost cockfighting at
1: that point. <laughs> I think it's, like, 118 pounds or something like that. So, uh, so she's... So Magana was a battling uh, Amanda Cooper. Uh I really... There's two, there's two camps, basically, of people who, like, when it comes to... Especially girls beating the crap out of each other, girl fights. Mm. Either you love it or you hate it. There's no one, like, in the middle. And I think each depending on which camp you are and says a lot about you as a person. <laughs> Not necessarily positive or negative in both, but clearly like, there's no like middle ground. Like, Sometimes I'll watch girls beat the crap out of each other, but sometimes I don't feel like it. That's
0: true. You, you don't want to be the guy in the bar like, yeah, kick her ass. Yes. Punch her right in the fucking face. That's creepy.
1: Well, it's chauvinistic, Matt, because Magana got beat uh, over the weekend. She had a TKO in the second round by Cooper, who was first round they did like a lot of stand-up fighting where they traded jabs, and girls... Train jabs can go on for a long time. I mean, they kick really hard, but for 115-pound girls. Uh, but second round, Cooper got to, uh, Magana to the ground and just started pounding her face. You saw the video?
0: Yeah, I watched the fight.
1: And Magana claims that she, it was part of her rope-a-dope strategy. She was going like, to let Cooper just beat, beat the crap out of her in the second round, come back in the third round, get her back on her feet, and then punch her out.
0: Okay, that only works in the movies? <laughs> yes. It's not a viable strategy to let someone kick. I've never figured that out. It's like, I'm going to tire them out by them punching me in the head, you know, their arm will get tired. It's like, okay, well, uh, well, over a sustained period of time, uh, I, I'm not sure that that's going to work out for
1: well, you. Well, Ali did it, Ali did it uh, against Foreman in the, um, uh, the rope-it-up strategy, but they were both you know, big guys, really big guys. And, so, and the punches with the big gloves, and he covers up his face, it only hurts so much. And so if you let like, a really big guy like George Foreman punch 50 times, he's going to be really winded. He'll be exhausted after three rounds. he
0: wasn't getting punched right in the head. No,
1: he, wasn't, he knew he wasn't going to be knocked out. He was just taking blows, and I'm sure it hurt. But he also knew that Foreman's condition wasn't like... These are big guys. They don't, these are like you know, offensive linemen. They don't condition like receivers. So if you let a guy punch for 10 minutes, and he's kind of big and heavy, he's going to be exhausted for a long time after that. And that's what Ali did. Then, uh, then when Foreman was exhausted, he took him out. It does not work in three-round UFC fights where you can take elbows to the face and slam people's head into the ground. <laughs> Yeah. Like in a street, there's no street fight strategy where you let the person just take blows at you. <laughs> like, okay, you take the first 30 punches and then I'm going to come back and get you. Yeah. That doesn't work in bare knuckle brawls. Uh, but anyhow, it's just, so Magana claims did that. Did her
0: trainer sign off? Uh, not train. Is that what you call it? Manager, whatever? Your trainer, so, yeah. Ring person, did they sign off on that?
1: I think it was one of her own personal or strategies. She,
0: is it just, uh, my theory is that she was just happening yes. to be losing the fight really badly. And uh, then she made an excuse after she lost. I think
1: your theory holds correct. However, here's what I think she may be correct. She claims the referee TKO'd the fight. There's only 30 seconds left to go in the round. And, you know, every round starts to stand up again. So she claims in the third round she's going to stand up again and take the girl out. She had 30 seconds left. She said it was, she was hurting. She was getting her ass kicked, but she was going to survive the 30 seconds. But the referee called the TKO. Because she's getting pounded on the ground, and she claims the referee did that because she's a girl. It's a chick fight, and it had she been a guy, that you know, they let the guys go to brain damage essentially level before they call the fight, and then he called the fight early in thirty more seconds. means she might have had a chance to win the fight. Yeah, there's
0: uh, probably some truth to that because the ref was a guy. Um, and guys, most normal guys have an aversion to seeing a woman uh, get, get beat be, up really be, badly. Each I other? mean, it's just like in combat, you know, like uh, there's still an argument of not letting women into combat because it, it's psychologically kind of damaging to see a, a woman get her leg blown off comparatively to a guy.
1: Um, so, sh- sh- so Magana started the hashtag, which hasn't caught on yet, let the girls take beatings too. I can see how this could backfire a (laughs) little bit. Yes, right. I mean, but don't you respect... I mean, I think she's a crybaby after the fact because she was just getting her ass kicked in the fight. She wasn't... She was clearly losing. And maybe the ref called the fight two seconds earlier, three seconds earlier, but so ten more seconds of beatdown. I mean, maybe she even survives a round, but, you know, the chances of her winning the third round are lame. And... There is a human, hum, hum, humane reason why they call fights, mm-hmm. because you know, 15 extra blows to the face is really not good for you when you're 50 years old and 30 years later. Yeah. Uh, it means you won't be talking. Um, but I think she, I kind of give her credit for saying, like, I want to be punched in the face and take as much abuse as a man. And if we're really going to have equality in the sport, which is something you and I bitch about in every single other sport that has men and women sports, you have to let the women get their heads beaten in and let them get pounded to submission.
0: I do respect it because usually when women advocate for equality, they leave out the hard stuff. You know, they mostly yeah. advocate for the the uh, easy stuff. You know, the, the good stuff like equal pay and yeah. You know, there's not a lot of women lobbying for equal. Uh, prison sentences or, or
1: elbows like to the temple, yeah. <laughs> violent elbows to the temple.
0: So I guess that that would be equality. You just you rarely see that side of it.
1: No, that's so, why I don't think you seen like uh, Jennifer Lawrence picking up on the let let girls take beatings too hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be we want to be physically punished as much as as much as men do. I thought it was kind of refreshing. The sad part was she did it in a loss where she was clearly just blaming the ref for her loss. So that was that was kind of unfortunate. And not to take away from the chick who actually trained better and beat the crap out of her. I don't know. I, I, I'm in the camp of not wanting to see women fight, to be honest. I'm, I am guess that's sexist or whatever it is. But I just don't want to see women beat the crap out of each other.
0: I don't want to see them fight either. Nor do I want to see them play basketball or any other sport. I mean, it's, I don't think the product is as good. It, it's just when you're watching a fight, you know, like I wouldn't watch... A basketball game of sixth graders because I know I could outplay all of them. And when you're watching two tiny women fight, it's just like I don't know. I just feel like someone should step in and be like, stop it.
1: Yeah. Although I, f- I would say I feel the same way about really tiny guys too. Yeah. I yeah. don't like watching little tiny guys fight either. I feel like guys who are 5'4", like 125, just shouldn't be in the fight game.
0: I feel like when the women fight I need some kind of backstory. Like she fucked her boyfriend yes, or yes. she talked shit about her to her mom's friend or something. Well and they do they I'm always like all right now I can see why they're fighting.
1: They always hype they always hype the bitchy rivalry. <laughs> they always hype like how much like Ronda Rousey called her mother or something, and she called her Ronda Rousey or whatever, was raped. or wh- There's always some sexual <laughs> crimes involved. <laughs> I think you're right, because they inherently know that people, the reason they're drawn to the girl fights is because of that like soap opera conflict. Yeah, The bitch, like the bi- they want, when people see a cat fight, they don't see two girls who like each other going out. They don't see two girls savage each other in high school, right?
0: Yeah, that's why I think there should be different rules, too, for the girls. Like I think hair pulling should be allowed in the women's... Uh, in the women's fights. Oh, hair pulling,
1: yes. Name hair ca- pulling, scratching. Name calling?
0: Yeah, name calling. <laughs> yes. Um, I
1: fucked your boyfriend. <laughs> Slur, slurs
0: Yeah, maybe even... I, I could see maybe like certain finishing moves being allowed, like she takes her shoe off.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tries to
0: get you with the heel. I'll
1: tell you what, the one girl fight I witnessed live my entire fight that sticks with me forever was in high school. There was a girl, apparently, and these were, uh, let's call them urban chicks and uh, one girl was uh, at our high school, apparently had slept with the boyfriend of a girl from another high school. Ooh. And that girl came to our high school in the middle of the day, came down the uh, hallway, challenged this girl, and as she like, saw the girl, called her out, as she called her out, whipped off her shoe like in one motion, without like, like she'd done it all the time, and hit her over the head with the heel of her shoe. Oh. And the, uh, the girl she hit over the head of the heel was bleeding from her head. And well, believe it, I would think you and I would have gone down from that, <laughs> at least right away. She turned and socked the girl full on, closed fist in the in the face. <laughs> that was like the best. It was about five seconds long. The whole fight, best fight I've ever seen in my entire life. Two girls just fighting over a guy. So if you're the guy, I mean, you're lo- you love it. Yeah, you,
0: I guess. But are you a little bit turned off by the fact that you're? I mean, she can't. I feel like the femininity is kind of out the window at that point. She's socking someone right in the
1: face. These were not what I would call hot chicks, Matt. <laughs> These are girls who fight a lot for their guy. The guy probably cheat. Obviously, the guy cheats on him because he's, he's cheating on him. Yeah. So he's just upgrading whenever he can. But the girls are very, uh, girls, I think, especially of a certain cultural background, are very possessive of their men, mm-hmm. even if the men are just shit heels. <laughs> but to see a girl, like, actually walk down the hallway in full stride and whip off her shoe with a heel without like stopping it was really amazing to think about it was very for very, very like a bulkish looking like she looked like imagine a, a pink but she's black pink the singer but she's black okay. you know like a very sturdy very sturdy woman who does not look the least bit like a ballerina but like full stride whipping her shoe off without missing a beat walking in one shoe and hitting the chick over the head with the heel that was like to me it was like I loved high school <laughs> that, was, that was the best part uh, I'm going to leave you on that Matt, it's time for our list of... Uh, time for our Morrissey test. You ready for this?
0: This is the test Mor- of sexual... Sexual
1: harassment claims, sexual harassment and or assault claims, uh, which Morrissey, a few weeks ago, declared are largely opportunistic uh, women uh, after the fact, upset with the deals they received in exchange for their sexual... Compl- Morrissey compl- must <laughs> have
0: no skeletons in his closet whatsoever. Morrissey must be uh, just an absolute gentleman because... I can't imagine. Someone, I can't tell if you're
1: joking or not. Well, who would say
0: that if they have any dirt on him whatsoever? Who would stick up for Weinstein? You mean and, you think he's just
1: like a horribly bitchy, annoying guy, but he doesn't really have any crimes in his past? Yeah. Because he clearly is a horribly an itch, uh, annoying, bitchy guy.
0: He's super annoying, but I'm saying he might be one of those guys that's annoying on the surface. But, You know deep down he 's kind of just a scared guy who's who's kind of a good person. He just lashes out because he doesn 't know how to communicate or well, whatever. I think
1: conveniently so I think he didn't have sex for like twenty years of his life or some shit like that. so like if you don 't have sex from like age fifteen to forty, you probably <laughs> don't have a lot of scholarship that's it. what i am saying by cho- I mean by choice, then you probably don't you probably have a lot less than say kevin spacey yes, that's true yeah uh, all right so here's a, the Morrissey or not Morrissey rules where you decide uh, in your infinite solomon like wisdom whether or not these are actually cases that should merit some uh, uh, attention towards the victim or if they're just a lot of hype but uh, nothing behind them.
0: You know, we got to, if I could say quickly, we have to start verif- you know, investigating these and, and vetting the accusers because I have a friend uh, who's a comedian, and he was just accused uh, by this girl who's accused like four other guys. On her Twitter thing, it says activist, right? Yes. And so she's clearly trying to start a career as someone who's, you know, whatever, protesting, And, uh, this dude, you know, he's been, he's been, uh, doing sets at the comedy store forever. She calls the comedy store, says, this guy assaulted me. And, uh, you know, he's essentially banned from there. And for all they know, this is just a random person. I I could just call and have anyone banned from anywhere I want just by, you know, having a woman pick up the phone. It's
1: it's a it's a I would say it's tough because, uh, yes, obviously women can use this vindictively at the same time. Like so you read about Danny Masterson this morning. This morning he was fired from his show, Netflix show. Yeah. So he claims there are now three women who claim they raped them in the early 2000s. And by the way, why does a guy only rape like in a certain six-month period? <laughs> like, it was like, the, like was that like his like purge? Like he's like, <laughs> hey, when I'm 20, I'm just going to spend a year raping people and never again. Um, but he's also the, Scientolo- the whole Scientology bit where they covered up for him and shit like that. Yeah. So you kind of feel like he's almost certainly guilty. But he's like, I can't be fired for being accused of rape without any ev- without any sort of adjudication of this matter. He goes, this is not you know this is not right to fire me. Because people accuse me of stuff.
0: It's not. And maybe someone just doesn't like you. And even, you know, the advocates say, like, something around 10%. Let's just say it's 5%. Lena
1: Dunham said 4%.
0: Okay, 4%. And her
1: friends, her male friends are all in the 4%. (laughs) Her male rapist friends are all in the 4%. Well,
0: 4 out of 100 is not an insignificant number. No. It's really not. I mean, obviously, you should give the woman the benefit of the doubt, depending on who it is. You know, if her twitter bio says activist and her new hobby in life is accusing people of rape uh i'm sorry i'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt
1: i have noticed that in all these outrage articles online whether it be about sex harassment or body shaming or some other shit that women are complaining about uh they always the people who are in the news about these things always tend to be bloggers about that very same topic right so coincidentally the body shaming blogger was just body shamed (laughs) <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, quite exactly. by coincidence, uh, I agree with you. I think there uh, I mean, are a lot of guys being let out of prison, you know, after t- 15 years in the pen for rapes they didn't commit. Now, almost always poor black guys, generally, but uh, it is it is happens. But there are there are also more cases now. I will say this: I've noticed more cases of women being uh, uh, indicted on false rape accusations. Right. Um, but that's if they take it to the authorities and go through the whole process, and then it's found out they were making it up. But if they just call some like the comedy store, there's no there's no ramifications whatsoever.
0: No, there's not. And it, I find that when it turns out that you have, you know, it turns out that you maybe were lying, or at least there's strong evidence to the case. That's never brought up against you either. Then it just kind of goes away. So it's almost like a, a free play in football or something.
1: Well, there's not exonerations don't get front page news. Front page news. So yeah, for the four percent or ten percent or twenty percent who are falsely accused the newspapers don't give a shit to put you know that's not a headline found to be uh, falsely accused is not a headline it just really isn't i just think we not gotta, to mention politically incorrect
0: We we just have to look at the standards i mean there's it's not fair to some guy because a random person makes a phone call and, and then the comedy store says oh no we're we're investigating like what you have a fucking investigator on <laughs> retainer? Shut the fuck up! You just leventy, don't want to be involved.
1: Levity Entertainment Group, the law enforcement <laughs> group, is here to investigate. Uh, anyway. No, well, I mean, look, we live in a—they're not dumb. They don't want to be fucking seen as like the guys having sexual. I mean, everyone's in panic. It's a witch hunt. We live in a witch hunt mentality. Let's get started here, and you can uh, take your vi- venom and vile out on this. Uh, our first story involves Timothy Heller, who, as a matter of fact, is a woman. What? Timothy, actually a real-life woman, born a woman as well. She's a singer. Her name's just Timothy? Yes, that's her thing on her Twitter thing. says, yes, I'm Timothy and I'm a girl. Okay. So I'm assuming she chose that name as a stage name so that people would confuse her for a guy so she could have a conversation started by going, I'm actually a girl. Not unattractive either, by the way. Uh, She's a heterosexual chick. She claims voice contestant Melanie Martinez... I think she finished a semifinalist on The Voice. Mm-hmm. A singer, her her best friend raped her by breaking her down each evening in a bed they shared when they were struggling broke musicians. So here's what happened: So Melanie Martinez had a place. Timothy Heller, the girl, was her best friend, singer. They were trying to make it in the music business. She was broke and had nowhere to live, so she invited Melanie invited her straight friend to share a bed with her at her little you know studio apartment. And during that time, over the course of three nights, she started like. Aggressively hitting on her in bed, trying to touch her, talking about sex, and by the third night, uh, she was sticking sex toys in her and going down on her. <laughs> so, and now, the, now uh, Timothy, he- this is a few years ago. Now, Timothy Heller's now come out and said, like, I now understand that I was raped. I now understand I was raped.
0: Okay, that's a zero. You weren't <laughs> raped. You were into lesbian shit for a, a, a short period. See, this retroactive deciding that you were assaulted the, that something now just doesn't sit right. Uh, A, it's it's the opposite of the definition of assault because you willingly did it at that time, uh, and B, it's you know it really does frame women as weak and incapable of uh, making uh, responsible decisions. And, and well, except for
1: Melanie Martinez, you figure out to get her hot friend to share bed, share her bad- so she can start fucking her. There was that. Um, Dude, you can't just decide. Have you ever badgered? Have you ever like badgered like? You know, I think badgering, like, so, I mean, it's not a crime, obviously, but badgering a woman into at some point, or I guess if you get a guy, at some point where they just go, like, fine, I'll, I'll just, I'll oh, fuck you, just shut up. Like, there is that, like, sort of, and when you're, like, vulnerable because you're you have no money and you're sharing a space with somebody.
0: I've done that to girls that I was... You know, regularly dating yes. at the time, girlfriends, yeah, for sure. But that doesn't work uh, for the most part. You just look pathetic. It's it's not going to work on a chick you just met.
1: No, but if you're like rooming with somebody and they're like they're sharing a, you're, I guess you're sharing a bed. Guys wouldn't do that. But I mean, if you're girls sharing a bed. And you can see, like, this girl's just, like, trying to touch her, like, three nights in a row and, like, begging her to, like, let me just rub your shoulders and shit like that. Finally, you just feel like, yeah, just fuck me with your dildo. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> That's what she basically said. Like, I'm just tired. Just do what you want to do. I'm going go to I'm gonna go to sleep. No, I'm not buying it. I think right.
0: t- Timothy has some sort of repressed guilt about being, uh, you know, having a girl-on-girl experience. And uh, it- it's frankly in poor taste to claim you were assaulted when you, you didn't even get up.
1: Yeah, it's true. I will say this. The headline she wrote, My Best Friend Raped Me. Uh, definitely, click, definitely click worthy. She came with a good title. I'll have to say that for for her, her, Twitter, for her Twitter post. That's a zero. I have to read that one. All right, what about Matt Lauer? So Matt Lauer Matt sent sex toys to women who worked in the office, slept with an intern, and dropped his pants in the office several times. And worst of all, what I consider worst of all, I'm, I'm uh, putting my own subjective sense in here, he gave titty twisters to Katie Couric. What kind, of man, what kind of man gives titty twisters to Katie Couric?
0: Well, that, it doesn't seem sexual in nature. Certainly weird. Uh, and,
1: <laughs> Who's giving titty and, twisters to like a 50-year-old woman?
0: Uh, see, I don't know. So the, the sex toys, I found out, those were, you know, they had one of those stupid fucking sex expert ladies come on the Today Show. And she gave him the sex toys like in a bag as a gift. Yeah, so he just had them laying around. Well, he
1: re, well, yes, yeah, so I read that part, but he also did re-gift them to people as jokes.
0: Right, right, yeah, he was giving them out.
1: Yeah, so but, he. he but they was, were already
0: in his office.
1: Uh, I didn't realize he was married to a uh, Victoria's Secret model uh, for like ten years or fifteen years. Yeah, during this period of time when all the shenanigans were going on,
0: he definitely uh, boned her a few times because uh, Matt Lauer. The least descript man I've ever yes. uh, encountered. Like I, I don't under, He seems to have no personality. No, uh, he's not unattractive. He's not attractive. But a prematurely
1: he's, balding guy. Like not your typical hunky. He's not a hunky guy in any way.
0: No, but he he seems ambitious.
1: Uh, He'd never get cast in an action movie role. Let's put it that way.
0: The other thing about Lauer is, and I'm still confused by this. So he has one accuser that's on record, as far as I know and so she well now there's
1: uh there's the one he slept with in sochi uh oh, during the right. olympics but then okay. there's also like a number of women around the office i guess who came forward l- latter day and, and said that he was like gropey with them
0: okay but i i mean i'm i guess i'm saying a more serious so a chick that fucks him for a chance to go to sochi you know now you're in the conversation of is he abusing his power or whatever but she still voluntarily fucked him so uh that's nothing in my opinion and uh what about titty
1: twisters and candy, they both got something
0: out of it he fucked the intern she got a gig um <clears throat> so the one lady that accused him she was i'm still trying to figure this out i read it like four
1: times <laughs> she's
0: in his office uh she he asks her to take her shirt off she says yes then he bends her over a chair and fucks
1: her did he push the button under the table to lock the door See, I don't know if the door locks from the inside or not. I don't know. I just know I want a button like that. At some point after she was
0: fucked, she had to go to a nurse. She passed out while being fucked. I don't know if that's on Lauer. Yeah. I think when when they started, I I mean, how is he supposed to know?
1: That she, that, she, that she has low, glute, low blood sugar levels.
0: Yeah, was, was it because her head was down? Like, I just don't understand. You can't give her a
1: diabetes test before you fuck him over the, over the desk.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think the stuff on Lauer, while well, he seems like a weirdo. So
1: you're is, going with uh, Morrissey on this one, not you're going with Morrissey? Well, you think there's a lot of women who are like kind of like. I'm not was, like
0: I want to hang out with Lauer and give titty twists. No, but you're saying
1: it was just sort of office, uh, nothing, nothing beyond the pale.
0: No, I think he crossed a line. But I, I don't think he's, like, dangerous. You know what I mean? And I think accusing him of fucking you until you pass out. Yes. I mean, isn't that every guy's goal for the most part?
1: Does this sound it? like a chess club? Yeah. it sound like a chess club or a nerd thing? Because you think about it, Matt Lauer's – in the NBC Newsphere and Matt Led Today Show stuff, it's probably, like, 80% women, 90% women there. Yeah. And Matt Lauer's the stud, right? He's, like, <laughs> the nerdy stud. He's like Bill Gates walking around like some Microsoft customer service center.
0: Yeah, in the extremely kind of uh, faggy yinta type world of daytime TV. Right. Yes. He's yeah. He's basically Dwayne he's, Johnson.
1: He's a hetero stud around the office. So I bet he got a lot of attention. Not to mention he's super rich. He's the highest paid guy in the whole company, and he's like has a probably a very pleasant demeanor. He wasn't like an asshole. Right. He probably got a lot of lot of could probably got a lot of play if he wanted to. I'm with you on that one. Hi, right, Matt. Uh, Russell Simmons back. This is another Morrissey test. Russell Simmons is back again. Remember last uh, two weeks ago was he, he and uh, what's the name of the director watching each Brett other? Red Ratner. Red Ratner watching each other get oral. Uh, <laughs> this time, Sid, Sidney Lumet's daughter, Jenny Jenny Lumet, who is a screenwriter. Oh, apparently.
0: Sidney Lumet's daughter.
1: Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you know Sidney Lumet? Lumet? He was a great screenwriter of the '60s, '70s, and '80s. He wrote all the New York, all the noir pieces in New York that take place in New York. Yeah, I like, I love him.
0: I thought it was all right. Whatever, Lumet. Uh, so
1: uh, Russell Simmons knew the family and apparently hung out with the family. And the daughter then would have been in her 1991 would have been in her early 20s, and uh, she claims that uh, Simmons uh, physically assault, physically sexually assaulted her. Held her, held her down, and restrained her, and had sex with her. Uh, Simmons remembers the evening differently. He says, "Yeah." <laughs> and he that he that he's seen difference. her many. This is a very common refrain, by the way. He's seen her many times since, without her ever bringing it up. So now I posted those pictures of like I found like many pictures of Rose McGowan like hugging Harvey Weinstein five years after the after the rape. And same with a bunch of the other, Asia Argento and a bunch of others who accused him of actual sexual assault, Mm -hmm. where they are not only spying with him, but like physically arms around him in photos laughing. Um, I don't know if that's a PTSD thing, or if it's just like, I'm still having to play this role, or if they just didn't take it that seriously at the time. So I don't know, like, I want you to judge this one, but Russell Simmons seems like an an (laughs) a-hole. But... But also, it's kind of weird if there's, like, these rape accusations. Not only, like, were they not... They were charged at the time, but then the woman continues to be socially involved with the guy. I think it means it wasn't that serious. That's what I... I mean, that's a guy perspective. That's what you and I talked about this. Like, if someone sexually assaulted me, I don't think I could go to their summer barbecue. I don't think I'd, like... I don't think I'd be, like, hanging out with them again, like, socially ever. You know, I could see maybe being too embarrassed to bring charges against and not want to get caught up in that shit. Yeah. But I don't think I would, like... You know, go go kart racing with them. <laughs> just, I am not going to the Ferris wheel with that guy again. It just seems, and I think that, that maybe a male perspective on this may women just feel so threatened that they have sort of a Stockholm syndrome thing going on.
0: No, yeah, maybe. I, don't, I mean, over a period of years, though, and and you never really brought it up, but all of a sudden, everyone's bringing it up. It's like uh, Heather Graham. I was listening to an interview she did, and she's like, I think she doesn't really get it. Because she was like, "Yeah, well, everyone else was doing it, so I decided to get involved with this." <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, that's kind of what you're not supposed to say—that you just want to ride this train and get, you know, your one article in the New York Post." Um, I don't—I don't know. Like, I, we'd probably have to talk to to get a woman's perspective on it. But no,
1: nah, it seems like a lot of work.
0: <laughs> I mean, no if, woman would
1: join us this week
0: if something is—if you really feel. Uh, brutalized and, and wronged like, like someone really wronged you you're not going to be cool to them you're probably going to avoid them and when you see them you're not going to be cool to them
1: I think that's a huge problem that like men women seem to not be bothered by this but men seem to like totally disregard women who bring out charges 26, la- 26 years later especially when they were like friendly with the person afterwards Yeah, which is like I see a picture of Rose McGowan five years after she was supposedly was raped by allegedly raped by Weinstein and she's like hugging him at a party and I think that can't be possible, right?
0: It's like gamesmanship.
1: There's no way, like, someone like. I don't even like looking at my doctor if I see him out of the doctor's office because I'd always <laughs> grabbed my genitals before. <laughs> I'm still, that like, kind of like weird. I feel weirded out by that. But let alone a guy who, like, actually held me down and, and entered me and, for, and forcibly had sex with me. Yeah. What I, I would If I ever saw that guy again, I'd either want to punch the crap out of him or if I couldn't. If that was just too dangerous, I would just never see him, never see that person again. Make sure i never see that person again.
0: Yeah, it sounds kind of like this retroact. Like, you got to wonder, at the time, what did she consider? Did she just consider it, I sucked Russell Simmons' dick in front of Brett Ratner? Uh, You know, did she try and get away? Can Russell Simmons really restrain someone to that level? Did she say... Stop! I don't want to do this. Or did she just do it, and then now twenty years later she decided it was inappropriate because we've sort of changed the definitions?
1: Well, these are so uh, you bring up the rape culture, but these are all like almost all date rape situations where they are pe- two people together socially, consensually, yeah, and then something happens, right? So it's not like Russell Simmons was like lur- lurking in the alleyway and jumped out behind a Lamette house and grabbed Jenny Lamette and raped her.
0: No, and it's entirely possible that that he. Did you know that he did something wrong? But I, I just wonder at the time. Like, I just want to ask when these things come out, and it's like you have no business. It's like well, okay, well then don't fucking bring it up. If I can't, you know, clarify a few things. Uh, you know, did she tell him to stop? Did she try and get away from him? If not, then you just sucked off Russell Simmons in front of Brett Ratner.
1: Oh, that was true. That was a different girl. That was a different, <laughs> a different girl. Oh, a different girl. All right, Matt uh, Garrison Keeler. I know you're a big Garrison Keeler fan because you love six-hour variety shows on the radio.
0: I dude, I love NPR, but when that fucking Prairie Home Companion, yes. the, oh my god, the guy's voice! I just want to fucking drive off a cliff. Which one like, of his
1: characters drives you the most insane? It's oh, like to I, me, it's like hee haw, but on the radio. His
0: his care the, the actual guy is his narration when he's like little oh, like little like it's like yes. blow your nose, dude. First of all, <laughs> and, and like this folksy. I just don't find it entertaining and then they do the radio voice actors yes. and it's so bad
1: with the with the old old timey sound effects and everything hitting the clanking the horns ring, ring, like ring. Yes.
0: but he uh, they stopped doing that he retired from that show but he was still affiliated with NPR or something like uh, that
1: he did another show was like a music show that he did like you know he likes to talk a lot so uh, by the way I uh, somebody yelled at me for calling him autistic He actually is autistic and actually has self-identified as autistic. So I wasn't like, someone's like, oh, how dare you call him and whatever. No, he actually goes to like autism conventions and talks about being autistic. So I don't think this actually, it's not a put down. Uh, but it leads him to ramble for hours and hours on topics. Like, so he's not, so here's the thing. So he's, he was fired. So he was fired by NPR, the Minnesota public radio affiliate of NPR, uh, for his inappropriate behavior in some previous year on the Prairie Home Companion. And it's not been brought out what it is. Although I feel like at some point he's going to do a twenty-hour story about it, we'll you'll never understand. <laughs> you'll still not understand thought, what it was. I thought
0: I heard what it was. or Am I mistaken?
1: Uh, no, no, you were mistaken. I
0: thought that he went to pat a woman on the back, and she was wearing a backless dress, so he touched her back.
1: Oh, uh, I haven't plan? heard that. That may be rumors going. I mean, I'm sure there's leaked rumors about it. He claims that it's. He claims that if his story came out, that it, people would see that it was not that he did nothing wrong. But that he's like too old and too tired to th- go through all this shit.
0: If you're so. autistic, don't you get some kind of autistic pass? Like he doesn't understand social cues and shit like that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I think he's. Let's put it this way: he was not the star. Of, he's not the star of public radio anymore. This is if this is Lake Wobegon in its prime, in like '74, maybe. But he was there for 47 years at the uh, NPR. He started like the first year they got started. So he was there forever. So what do you think, uh, Morrissey or not Morrissey and Garrison Keeler? By the way, I thought he died 10 years ago. (laughs) So that was the biggest shock to me.
0: Well, I guess we don't know what happened, so I can't really say.
1: Oh, well, there you go. All right. Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys, accused by then-team pop star Melissa Schumann of rape in 2002. Uh, Carter claims, again, just like uh, Russell Simmons, she never brought up with him, and they had many many social contacts afterwards. But now she claims she was raped by uh, Nick Carter.
0: I mean, it's possible, I suppose.
1: Uh, Again, 2002 seems like a big year for rape.
0: But weren't they boyfriend and girlfriend, like, after Yeah, the- they were...
1: I don't know if they were... Boy- they were they, you know, she was in a she was a teen pop singer, and he was a young Backstreet Boy pop singer, so they traveled in the same circles. So I don't know if they were officially boyfriend and girlfriend, but they went to all the same events and parties and all that kind of stuff. So they were, like, like co-workers, almost.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I wasn't there. It's hard to say. I feel like she... Uh, she's like a B-list girl girl group chick, right?
1: Uh, at the time, she was like a pop star, you know, a mall, mall tour singer. People knew who she was, but she wasn't as big as the Backstreet Boys.
0: I've, I mean, I feel like there's like Me Too. Are you comparing
1: their album sales based on t- to see who raped who? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I just feel like there's like, you know, there's there's Me Too, and then there's like, oh, yeah, yeah me too.
1: Yeah. yeah, well rape is a serious no, is, is a serious accusation. But again, again these are date, these are sort of date rape, social friend rape situations where it's like it's not can you say Nick, you know, if she didn't know Nick Carter and she claimed Nick Carter climbed in her window, you just have to prove Nick Carter was in her window climbed in her house as a stranger that night. But as people that hung out all the time and partied all the time, yeah. It's so much harder to decide what happened because they're already in the hotel room together all the time and they may be having sex even and then time he might actually rape her one time but like it's so hard to figure out circumstantially because all the circumstantial evidence would be there regardless
0: yeah but but you also would have to factor in that you know she continued to you know voluntarily have sex with him many times after this accusation it
1: seems odd well at least she was saw him socially and was very pleasant he never knew that's the thing like yeah, this guy, like, I don't know. if These guys, like, maybe they pushed it too far. They, you know, prodded her into a section like that. But if you just keep seeing someone and they like, really friendly with you, and you don't even know what's coming, then the accusation comes out, that's got to be pretty shocking.
0: Yeah, and, and it's also Nick Carter. I mean, in that world, you know, being one of the, is it Backstreet Boys? or You know
1: exactly who Nick Carter is. <laughs>
0: If you're one of the Backstreet Boys, I mean, you're not Harvey Weinstein, but you do have, you know, probably a certain amount of influence. I mean, you're at the top of the heap.
1: Oh, yeah. You're also 22, and every girl in America wants to fuck you. So you have your choice of women every night. There's probably 15 girls throwing themselves at you every night. So maybe you get a little arrogant about, like, your ability to have sex with whoever you want to have sex with.
0: Well, I don't know. Only... Pretty much only twelve year old chicks want to fuck you, don't they?
1: Uh, well, no, I don't think so. The Bieber the Bieber crowd is kind of cr- creepy, older ladies. I'm I not really sure to, about that.
0: You know, circumstantially, if you were like investigating this or if you really wanted to figure out what happened, you'd have to look at uh, her and see if she has any sort of sociopathic weird tendencies, and the same with him, uh, and if he's a known creep or if she's just sort of coming out of nowhere with this. You know, you you kind of if you knew them both personally. Then I think you could make a pretty uh, informed judgment, but I, I don't. I this don't. show,
1: this show is not about informed judgments, Matt. I don't know where you're coming from. All right, last one. John Lasseter, uh, Pixar and Disney Animation Chief, John Lasseter, of the creator of Toy Story and many epic epic films since, uh, is now out of Disney. Uh, well, he's on hiatus. He was not fired. Uh, he's been accused by numerous women through the years. I mean, numerous women of unwanted touching, and the lady, so the stories are. This is really horrible. This is where I kind of feel bad for women. Uh, the ladies of the meetings had the medi- meetings with him. Never wanted to sit next to him in the meetings. And when they had, they, like, drew short straws to see who would have to sit next to him, they always try to get like the musical chairs, like get the seat where he wasn't going to sit next to. Jeez, this guy's a fucking animal. And they would close. The women had the. It was like sort of a sad joke at the office. You had to close your legs really tightly when you sat next to him. Meetings.
0: What, so in a <laughs> meeting, he would just. Stick his
1: hand on your vagina? Uh, at least your upper thigh. At least your upper thigh, and start you know, grab the, the, the caressing. How would that plausibly fit into the meeting? <laughs> I think it was just he was a bit. He was John Lasseter, dude. He was the biggest dude, and the- he ran the show. So it's just like, uh, it's sort of like not quite like George Bush doing the grab ass thing, but like you know, sort of like. The head of the company grabs your leg, thigh under the table. You're kind of like, "I'm just going to move away." During like a budget meeting,
0: like, <laughs> yes, this isn't uh, over candlelight at a jazz club. I no, mean, it's around
1: the office. Uh, although Lasser claims, just weird, Lasser claims that the I was I'm just too friendly and and, and touchy feely for this age, for this generation. <laughs> Defense.
0: All right. <laughs> what if, what if he, what if it came out that he's just a full-on gay guy? He's never had sex with a woman. Would the touching? Would it just be like, oh, he's just you know a little overly friendly? That's uh, the thing. I mean, the
1: overly friendly defense. I'm Just
0: like I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
1: You may, you may, I may remind you that uh, Harvey Weinstein when he was first when the first story came out when the story was coming out, Lisa Bloom's defense of Har- of Harvey Weinstein was that he was just a man from a different generation who was very touchy feely and very you know very uh, that kind of way. And he was
0: paying her to say that.
1: Let's yeah, speak. but I'm saying, but like for like. An hour, people bought into that. Like maybe Harvey Weinstein's just a lovable guy who just touches. You know, you know there's touchy guys at the office. You know those guys. The yeah. back-slapping, sla- back massaging guys, whatever it is. And then maybe he's just of a different generation where you can't do that anymore. That was like their first, their first attempt to throw something out there. So Lasseter threw that out there. Uh, he you can't d- throw that out there for yourself, by the way. No, no. <laughs> like, I'm well, just
0: a different. I'm like an old school guy.
1: If you were like, so Andy Dick was like licking people's faces and saying how he th- he's been doing that for 30 years and thinks it's funny. But then there's like some dudes probably who just hug women at the office and get in trouble for that. Yeah. Um, you can't just, t- you can't touch a woman anymore. You cannot touch a woman anymore at the office. You just really cannot touch her in any way whatsoever. That's just a bad idea. But uh, so uh, Lasseter's taking six months off to recharge. <laughs> And consider his behavior, which well, means they have, which means it's too expensive to fire him.
0: <laughs> Basically,
1: yeah. it would cost him 180 million dollars to fire him. So he's recharging his batteries.
0: He's not naive. I mean, if if you if you're afraid to sit next to the guy in a meeting, I mean, that's, that's just like that's beyond creepy. Wow, well,
1: you're going not Morrissey. So you're saying this is actual? they're viable? These ladies have a viable complaint.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so strange that you would just be in touching like i don't like when people touch me that much unless it's a chick you you know you ever um go to certain uh places even even aristocratic circles but mostly in in, like european type people and when you meet them they kiss you on the cheek yes twice yes so what if you're a french guy and you uh meet the new uh lady at the office uh, at the cocktail party can you Can you do that? Because I never know what's. I feel like the
1: French people probably have solved this one by not being completely puritanical and overreaction about (laughs) sexual harassment. I think, and I think probably goes both ways, but I think in their belief that women are strong enough to handle this shit, Mm -hmm. that men are allowed to kiss women on the cheek at the office, and women, even women, will say shit like even with like that, like you know, when the the president's wife, the president France's wife, was like forty five and he was like fifteen or something at school, they're kind of like ah, you know, that's just how. Romance finds you where it finds you. They're very progressive when it comes to uh, sexuality over there. Right? They don't get all. They don't get. I mean, rape, physical assault would be different, but they don't get all uptight about like uh, uh, gr- body grabs. I don't think so much.
0: Well, I got. I got to go with the women on this one. It seems like they're credible people who are professionals, and that this is well documented. So, what does he do for? Uh, you said Pixar.
1: He runs. He was the head of Pixar, when then Disney bought him. He became the head of Disney Animation and Pixar.
0: So he's like a producer,
1: John Lasseter. He's a big guy. He's like the guy who did like uh, started with Toy Story and The Incredibles and all that stuff. But,
0: but like what he's ahead? He, he's a CEO. What does he actually do?
1: Oh well, he a runs a company. He runs he runs Disney Animation. Fires fires people. Yes and, yes. And
0: general direction approves uh, projects. Yes. Okay yeah weird. Uh, he should
1: probably be fired. Uh, no, he's taking a six month six month so six month sabbatical. Funny you should mention that. Matt, I want to ask you a new segment this week called Time Magazine's Sucks. <laughs> so, I don't know why they still do the... Per- First of all, Time I think Time just got sold, didn't they? To, like, the Koch brothers? Yep. Yeah. So, this is probably the end of the... This, I think next year it's all going to be, like, alt-right. Time like, Person
0: <laughs> of the Year. Uh,
1: CEO of BP. Yes, exactly. Shell, ExxonMobil. Yes, and all they're doing for the environment. Fucking uh, assholes. Which may not be worse than the t- current Time Magazine thing, which is just to find, like... Uh, uh, Alt or like progressive, like uh, troublemakers that are in the news, and they make the Time Person of the Year just piss off the right, yeah. which is I think what they do now. So, Time Magazine shortlisted their Person of the Year. So here's a. By the way, why do they have to come up with the ten the ten semifinalists? I
0: actually put a couple bets down on uh, the Time Person of the Year out of sheer boredom. Really? Yeah.
1: I just I don't. They're trying to create hype. I it went on the what Today Show or whatever on the show Good Morning America and listed their top ten finalists. They already know the answer, so it's kind of stupid. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> I mean, this is not like, uh, you know, an Oscar night, they have the five nominees, but nobody knows who the actual winner is. That's why they fucked up the reading of the best picture. Right. I mean, no one actually, it's handled by an accounting for someone who knows. Time actually knows who the winner is, so they know who the winner is. They backed into 10 semifinalists just to create a media story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just pretty fucking lame. Uh, so their finalists were Bezos. You can tell me you voted on Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. Bezos makes sense. Kaepernick uh, is just the cause, the celeb du jour. Uh, Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, so therefore, she, is, <laughs> she has been on the list. Also, she's the only woman on the list. The Me Too hashtag. Uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un, which I consider comparable to the Me Too hashtag. Uh, Trump, of course. The Illegal Dreamer Kids. Robert Mueller, Saudi Arabia's new king. He, I could tell you right now, he's not going to win. <laughs> uh, the pr- premier of China is Xi Jinping, the premier of China. I could tell you, he's not going to win. Uh, These so, are the
0: ten finalists. Yeah, those are ten finalists. I didn't bet on any of them. God damn
1: it! Would you? Be- oh, you mean you bet on someone who wasn't even the ten finalists? Well, this was a, l- a while ago. Oh, I see. I who- bet
0: on uh, Trousseau. Uh, who who's like?
1: Isn't oh, Trudeau. It, Trude- <laughs> <Yes>. Trudeau. Yeah. Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. Actually, funny enough, he didn't make the, he didn't make the list. Uh, he just apologized to all gay people ever. That's right, and two spirit people. And two spirit people plus people. (laughs) Um, Uh, Who do you bet on, by the way?
0: I I bet on Trudeau
1: Trudeau. at like
0: 20 to 1, and I bet on Serena Williams at like 50 to 1 or something.
1: Not bad calls. I think Serena, if she had been uh, playing more this year, maybe. She had the baby that she named after her husband that's a girl. I mean, she didn't really do a lot of playing this year.
0: I didn't put a lot of thought into Trudeau, it.
1: Trudeau, I think, was actually a good... I think Trudeau for Time Magazine was a good bet. Yeah. I'm, fine, I'm I'm surprised you didn't even make the top 10 That is list. surprising. What the fuck? Well, I think they had, like, Bezos, who looks like him enough, or <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Uh, so that list sucks, by the way. Uh, and Trump, of course, said that he already turned it, turned it down, which is quite possible. Actually, so here's the thing. So i want to ask you who, makes, who would make your time personally your list based on their criteria.
0: Yeah, which is... Uh, sort of. Uh,
1: the biggest impact of uh, the biggest impact on news change during, the world. No, necessarily, but the biggest impact on news during the year. Okay, so it can be an evil person. It could be a positive person. Now, of course, there's so much politics that go politics and also business economics that goes into the selection of who's going to be on the cover.
0: Why wouldn't Steve Bannon, if that's the criteria, be? Is he on your list? Uh, no, my list was like who who uh, embodies the year. Not so much who's like the most significant.
1: And also, by the way, they almost always do it from the second half of the year since people don't remember far back from the first <laughs> half of the year. So anyone who was huge in March isn't going isn't to win in December. Right. It's just sort of like the college football rankings. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You get your loss. Your loss. So who's on, who would be on your list?
0: Uh, so first on my list, I have Lil
1: Peep. Lil Peep? Lil Peep. You know Lil Peep? Nope. Okay. Is he a little candy you give out? The little candy you give out at Easter?
0: No, those are gross. <laughs> Lil Peep was a uh, a bisexual uh, red gay emo rapper. Yeah, uh, he went on Instagram a lot and bragged about how he would take a lot of Xanax and Percocet and whatnot, uh, like it was cool. Kind of like how like a fifteen year old might brag about how many beers they drink yes. or something like that. And so he was really into the Xanax. He uh, and and other you know opiates. And he would uh, rap about them quite often, uh, not in a um, self-reflecting way, but kind of like, uh, you know, I take a lot of pills. Yes. And then he died from the uh, pills.
1: Is that the end of your story?
0: Uh, that's the end of it.
1: That's yeah. number one. So
0: he's a gay rapper.
1: What does that teach us, Matt? Does that teach us something? Because I don't.
0: Because well, all this Trump shit is going on, and I don't think it's like it's probably one. Of, it's probably the biggest public health crisis. You know, there's this opioid epidemic that uh people are dying from people are getting hooked on and the pharmaceutical companies are pretty complacent in it and that's a whole other story but i i just think that as trump says something retarded every day you know there's there's these problems <clears throat> that are ongoing and no one pays attention to them and i just think, and also little peep being like this narcissist who you know was bragging about shit that he shouldn't have been bragging about um that killed him and what a terrible influence he would be to anyone listening to his shit music uh you know i just think that he really i see a lot of 2017 in this guy who's all over instagram talking about how many pills he's taking and then it kills his ass and he's dead
1: that's very thought-provoking matt little peep i hope you didn't bet on little peep did you No, (laughs) lay money, lay money, little peep. By the way, I have very mixed feelings about the opioid crisis. While it's it is a huge problem, I wonder if it hasn't just replaced other drugs, and that we just talk about it a lot more.
0: Well, I think people don't. uh, You could be right, but you know, cocaine, you can OD on it, but it's it's not that easy. But you know, people are dropping dead off. I I just think that because they're legal,
1: do you think it was bigger a bigger problem than crack was? I think so. I, I think that. Or is that just because it affects white people in Alaska, whereas crack was only in the inner city, metropolitan inner cities? Well,
0: you've got to still get your hands on a lot of crack. And obviously, people's heart explodes when they, when they do crack and speedballs and stuff. But I just think you look at these pills, and they, they look harmless. I mean, a baby would eat, you know, a toddler would take one of these pills just thinking it was a candy or something, you know, and, and it's, it's regulated, so to speak. And so, yeah, I think, I think if you look at the death rates, they, they are going up. Um, I couldn't
1: wait to pop my Viking after my root canal, I'll tell you that. And it's just so I want it in the office. It's so
0: American, you know, it's it's advertised on TV. The government's telling you it's it's, you know, safe, at least safe to be prescribed. And you'd be so much better off just just doing a few lines of Coke.
1: All right, little peep's not gonna win. Who else do you have on your list? I do like your rationale
0: i have uh, steve mnuchin and his stupid
1: wife Ooh, i love a stupid wife she's scottish <laughs>
0: she's uh, no one's ever heard
1: her speak so they don't know that but she is scottish she's a thick brawl bro or whatever it's called brogue brogue she got a thick brogue the cool
0: thing about steve mnuchin and his stupid wife is so mnuchin is a total scumbag he's out to fuck over the american public if you, he has
1: made some good movies recently
0: yeah, he's also a movie producer. Uh, you know, his, as a little bit of background, his dad uh, was, you know, a CEO at Goldman Sachs. He's well entrenched in this, uh, in this business in which the average American has no idea what these people do. They do occasionally realize that uh, they legislate uh, for you to pay for their gambling. Um, anyway, he's a fucking douchebag. He's the secretary of treasury. His wife is an actress. So th- not only is, did she marry, she's rich, by the way, from birth. Um, and also, she dre- did you. You realize that women, the more money they spend on clothes, the dumber they look.
1: Yes, I do realize that.
0: If a dude dressed like a woman who spends a lot of money on clothes, you you would be a crazy person. You would look like a fucking lunatic.
1: Well, I think of them as the guys at the gym who spend money on their clothes, <laughs> like the guys who wear the really cool like outfits at the gym. Yeah, but they clearly spent like a hundred dollars or something on their outfits, that you know whatever the fuck it is. And I just want to laugh at them.
0: Well, no one ever cause- Hey, guys don't really care. Like, no. you know, if there's one guy wants to wear uh, combat boots and a tutu, it's you're still gonna as long as they're her. not
1: paying for it. They don't care less. They could care less.
0: Yeah. Um. So she dresses like some kind of comic book supervillain. Yeah, she does. Uh, he not only is he rich, you know, from banking, uh, and I'll, I'll put that in quotes from you know being essentially a, a glorified uh, criminal he's also rich from producing movies his imdb page is great so she's an actress she's probably lazy as fuck she's real entitled so she's going all right so he's going to get me in movies but worst case scenario he doesn't and he's still super fucking rich otherwise yes so i'm like totally covered the rest of my life and because of that because i have no real struggles i'll like insult poor people and yes. just act like a fucking cunt yes yes
1: Wait, is she your person of the year or is he? They're a couple. They're a couple. I, okay. I, 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 I twisted it the like The Minuchins, Although it's their third, each of their third marriages. But yes, they are still the Mnuchins. <laughs> the
0: Mnuchins.
1: They somehow found trophy wife and trophy, trophy husband after all this time for each other. <laughs> They're actually kind of a perfect couple. Uh, okay, the Mnuchins. I'm down with you on that one. Although I, I think the fact that you failed to mention any of his like treasury policy makes me uh, feel like you're not really, you're just, uh, this is all vitriol from you.
0: Well, I don't agree with the Treasury f- policy either. <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, I, I think
1: I say he's bankrupting the country or some shit like that.
0: Well, he is. I okay. thought that was implied when, when you know, he has a background at Goldman Sachs, and oh. then you become Secretary of Treasury. You know, we all know how that trajectory goes.
1: Uh, okay, you have a third one.
0: Um, I don't have much of a third one. Oh, the guy uh, Pruitt, the head of the EPA, again, while Trump is—I don't know if he's doing this on purpose—but distracting everyone with his insanity. Uh, this guy Pruitt is dismantling the EPA, which was already an impotent organization, uh, and so now corporations are pretty much carte blanche to poison uh, people and kill them uh, slowly, and uh, that's that's the uh, official policy of the EPA. Um, so that sucks, but uh, Pruitt is also. Uh, has some kind of ego or he's delusional in, in some sort of egotistical way and he thinks someone's going to assassinate him as if anyone nice. gives
1: a shit. You don't assassinate him.
0: Well, I'd, <laughs> if you I had a free it. shot, I might hit him. You're out. lazy.
1: Like most assassins, you're very lazy. If so he walked by, you at an opportune I'd moment. I'd trip him, for yes. sure.
0: Um, I mean, anytime. It's just really unproductive if you have... The EPA has a benevolent agenda, right? You can disagree with the politics of how it's administered, but... They want to keep the water clean. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fairly—I would think even Republicans could get behind Hard
1: that. Hard to argue vehemently against clean water.
0: No, but but they are. That's that's the the most popular party <laughs> in the country. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, but so Pruitt, he wouldn't be my person of the year just because, uh, you know, he's evil. Uh, but he has, like, this uh, huge security detail that falls really? everywhere and, like, occupies his office. Black
1: Escalades? Had, yeah. Had Bluetooth.
0: Yeah, he's surrounded by security guards all the time. And, uh, you know, someone should just tell him that, that, unfortunately, as it is, no one cares.
1: Here's what I learned from watching Narcos, three seasons. No matter how big your Escalade, black Escalade contingent of security, you're always going to be killed. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's almost like if you just drove around like in a Honda, you'd probably get away with shit. But like a six-person Escalade uh, thing with guys with Uzis, yeah. you're gonna get gunned down. You're gonna get killed. Someone should
0: poison his water. That would be hilarious. Uh,
1: I like your I like your list. It, it is. I just checked your list matches uh, a young lady at the Hofbau. Her same 22-year-old <laughs> privileged white lady from Vassar, and you put together the exact same list. Uh, here's my list. My list is one person. It's Trump. It's got to be Trump. There's actually not a single person on this planet who has caused more rift. Or more story coverage, or more any media coverage ever, I think, in the history of mankind, than Trump.
0: Yeah, that's the obvious choice. Why was he not?
1: Well, he claimed they added the. They're not going to pick him because he already said he basically I won, but I turned them down. (laughs) But I thought he was lying. He was By the way, he was Time Man of the Year last year. So it's not like he was like he's never been type man of the year before. Person of the year—it's like
0: the MVP race. It should be LeBron every year, right? But uh, they got to mix it up.
1: They have to mix it up. Although it's always usually been presidents, but there's—I I can't think in my lifetime of a media phenomenon quite like Trump ever. No, it's unprecedented. There's never been this much. I mean, I've gone through six presidents or whatever that I can think of, or whatever. I can't think of anything that's ever received. He, he If you look at the actual stats on it. He dominates the news coverage like nothing that's ever happened before in the history of man. It's just, it's bizarre. I mean, obviously, half of it's important, half of it's completely unimportant. Uh, I think people that focus on his, what an asshole, he is an asshole, but what an asshole he is all the time, just are wasting space. Yeah. Because everyone just ignores his policies and all the other shit's going on. No one knows about his court cases or executive orders or like that. They just focus on he's, the fact he's eating cheeseburger, he eats cheeseburgers standing up, that he pussy- grabs some chick's pussy and... Whatever else that dominates the portion of the news about him, yeah. But it's just it's all every every single channel is all Trump all well, the time. The,
0: he, there's never been a president that supplied so much material. I mean, as far as I know, Obama was the uh, first president that was on Twitter, I think, and uh, so he would tweet out basic stuff like uh, this law passed yes. or Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and uh, it was understood that his staff was doing it a lot. And I think when he tweeted, he would do his initials or something like that. Yes, so he would differentiate. And, and Trump is just like He's troll. He's, a, he's people, the biggest troll in the
1: history of mankind. Trolling people. He yes.
0: I believe incriminated himself uh because everyone knows that he's doing this tweeting. No one's doing it for him. That's pretty obvious because if you hired someone, they like their grammar wouldn't be as shitty um <laughs> their spelling. Uh so he uh you know he said he hired uh, because he... he lied to the FBI. So he pretty much just, you know, admitted to obstruction of justice. I mean that right there. The level of being unprecedented is uh, unprecedented. But I the guess. laughable,
1: part, the laughable part about it is he's such a narcissist. He loves all of this stuff. Like the people who hate him are just feeding. They're just like feeding him exactly what he wants. Right. It doesn't care. He doesn't want to be hated because it, it bothers him. You know, he's such a narcissist. But it, uh, the sheer token, the sheer amount of attention he gets, even from his haters. He just—he just like it's a fucking orgasm. I you know? just orgasming over and over again, and no one seems to understand that. Like talking about him, like even a negative light, is just something that he loves. Yeah, he loves the fact that he, he. If if it's a slow news day, he'll just tweet shit out just to troll people. I mean, you gotta
0: wonder how, if it's orchestrated or not, and we'll, we'll never know, because if someone's telling him to do this, if someone's advising him, it's pretty smart, because you know no one's talking about these Supreme Court cases. EPA, even the, the Russian thing seems to be a little bit obscured as, as opposed to, you know, imagine if this was Hillary Clinton and there was pretty credible evidence that th- there was collusion with the Russians. I mean, god damn, that would be 24-7. Uh, but he's just doing something every, every day. Every- I don't think,
1: I used to think it was calculating his part, but then I realized I gave him too much credit. And if it was calculating his part, like during the election, he was, he was genius. He somehow managed to win when there's no way he should have won. And I thought it was genius, and now I realize it's just, like, luck. He's <laughs> just luck. It's just the luck of the times just, and the yeah, situation. Right
0: place, right time. Yeah, he's
1: just a complete narcissist who can't stop himself. And he just does this, like, controversial tweets because he just cannot literally shut himself up. And it has no, there's no strategy behind it whatsoever. I so. mean, yeah.
0: I just feel like the news, if they were responsible, might do a... I mean, even with the FCC stuff that's going on, like, here's what you're missing... Uh, no. While he's
1: doing this, no, there's just told, I mean there was a joke about how CNN just broke headlines with him about his how, uh, how he likes junk food, like the junk food, how horrible his diet is. Yeah, that's that was like a big hitting stuff, a big, a big story. But that's what drives uh, the news is now just what drives clicks or eyeballs. They can give a shit about anything else. And Trump drives eyeballs. And Trump doing something stupid or being an asshole draws the most eyeballs. Yeah. And so they just cover that Trump asshole, Trump is asshole story, whatever they can possibly find it. So to them, they think they're doing something, but they're not. They're not doing it at all.
0: You know, and he's so. T- he's almost. He's, he's a millennial in a fat older guy's body. I mean, the constant tweeting. Yes. The self. Or well, like a thirteen-year-old girl. It's he's just, definitely on Adderall. He claims he doesn't drink or do drugs, and I don't think he does drink, but he's definitely doing some kind of speed.
1: He's like an angry high school chick ranting on <laughs> ranting on Twitter. Yeah. But it's a. I, I I can't stand the guy. But it is funny how like people cannot. As much as he can't control himself outbound, the responders can't control themselves either. It's like a, it's like a symbiosis of sick people. Yeah. Of like, it's, a drug, it's like a drug dealer and, and drug users, and he, he can't stop pushing the drugs, and they can't stop taking the drugs, and they all hate each other for it. But it's just really, there's just like 30 million people who wake up in this country every day who just want to discuss Trump. We just yeah. want to ba- either ba- mostly bash him some praise them, mostly bash him, and that's become their life that's become their life now
0: and there's a, another side to it too, which is you know lena dunham and and this crowd of, of hillary supporters. It's like you know that's why he won because as hateable as Trump is, you guys are both you're so much uh, similar to each other and you don't even know it you're you're in the same boat of uh just narcissism and uh extremism on the political side of things, yeah.
1: And, you just uh, either, either you're a likable person or you're an unlikable person. And you have to understand that if you're inherently unlikable, it doesn't matter what your political positions are, people are going to like you. It really doesn't. You can't like politically position yourself into being likable. I mean, that's what Hillary Clinton tried to do, right? She would just come up with stuff she thought people wanted to hear. She tried really hard. She tried really hard to be likable simply by saying, I support women, I support this, I support you know children, I support whatever, Like, be, be saying all the right things. But the fact is, if you're inherently unlikable in a, in a popularity contest, you're never you're just never going to win.
0: You can't teach being likable.
1: No, you can't.
0: You just can't. Just like you can't, uh, you know, you I can't teach you to do a 360 dunk.
1: It's no, just- I would teach you to do a 360 dunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see do, my that. Moves. You do that. Uh, all right, Matt, I want to end the show in pennies on a bunch this week. Uh, the segment uh, has me riled up more than anything every week, uh, has my uh, petite uh, underpants in a bunch. Uh, Sheryl Sandberg, you know who she is? She's the second most important person at Facebook, which means she has no authority whatsoever.
0: I did not know that.
1: Facebook immediately, what Zuckerberg did immediately was hire a woman to be second in command to shield him against any and all, like, uh, poli- you know... Uh, Gender gap uh, concerns and so forth, which is actually a pretty smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hired like a very strong, outspoken woman to be a second in command. I'm guessing she has zero percent authority and any decision making power, but she's like the most powerful female executive in the world now. Okay. She's, I mean, she's the second in command of a 120 billion dollar company, basically, and she's—I'm sure she's worth billions herself now. Uh, so she brought up this thing. She wrote an article. She brought this thing about the Me Too. Me Too has been around for all of six, seven weeks now. I'm already getting meta, meta on Me Too hashtag, which is like, first, there was everyone had to be part of Me First, what is Me Too? Then everyone has to be part of Me Too. Now it's like this sort of like uh, looking back and going, was Me Too such a good idea? And so a lot of women are realizing now that by every woman exposing every single connection they have to any potential harassment that ever occurred in their life by men, yeah. that men might, might, just might respond counterintuitively by realizing that they are now being closely monitored and watched by every single woman they know in their life, even the ones they didn't suspect. And that like prisoners in a, you know, with the guards mm-hmm. are now going to start, you know, pulling back into their own world of code and guy stuff and making sure that the cameras aren't on or things aren't watching when they're doing their shit. And that this is going to hurt women because men are just not going to have any open conversations, open meetings, certainly not one-on-one. They're not going to take women out for drinks like they do guys. They're not going to take them all that stuff about golfing and all the other shit. They're just never going to be alone with a woman or interact with a woman in a professional setting where 10 years from now, the woman might say, oh, by the way, he groped me.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about this. So let's say, hypothetically, you uh, are on a business trip with your female coworker. You guys have a couple drinks together socially. Nothing happens. And then she accuses you of sexual assault and you didn't do anything, hypothetically, because she wants your job or she wants to move up in the company or because just no one likes you or whatever the reason say it's a power grab right can you tell that person like you know when you go into a strip club and you know what? They oh want? yes i do
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know they, they want your money your go-to analogy <laughs> if, you, if you're just hanging out with uh on a date with a woman you can just tell by talking to her and her eyes if she's weird um and so I'm wondering if these guys are almost getting what they deserve by not having the radar of, you know, this person's a huge creep, and opportunist. Like, you can smell it all over someone, right, when they're networking. Um, I'm, I feel, I'm just I feel wondering like... if, part, if part of the responsibility is on the guy for not realizing that this person is capable of this thing.
1: Well, of uh, uh, being sinister, you mean, or being crazy? Being sinister, uh, of, of
0: conspiring against someone.
1: As far as I remember from my time in an actual legitimate job where I traveled and we everyone drank at night and stayed in, like, airport hotels, everybody just had sex with everybody as far as I could tell, yeah. because everyone was, even the married people, because everyone was just away, 2,000 miles away from people, and everyone was drunk, and there was absolutely nothing else to do. So, I mean, like, you know, airport bars are Sounds still... awesome. It's, nah, it's awesome in that kind of sad way, where, like... It was not like Is stuff weird in the office after that? I would imagine it would have to it be. It wasn't so much it was weird in the office. It just, everyone felt kinda like it was like you know, it was like you're always drunk and then you're always doing shit with people you don't really want to do shit with. And then it's kinda it wasn't like you like saw a girl and you fell in love with her and like started going after her trying to get her and court her. Yeah. It was sort of like it was more like prison sex. It was more like it was more like, you know, uh, when you're really hard off at college and you gotta like find the girl, well, I think anyone that works
0: your same job is inherently unattractive because
1: well, that too, you're you just with them all know the time.
0: what they do all day. You know what your life is, and then you realize her life is the same as yours in in many ways.
1: And hey, you gotta that's hear, just gross. You gotta hear him farting all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's like being married. It's like you're it's like you're being married to them for a long number of years, right? Yeah, it's like that's there's too much closeness to be fond of them in any way. And by the way, they're not. And if they are attractive, they're dating someone way higher than you. You're, and they're not part of this whole sexual thing going on at the airport hotels.
0: Yeah. So and you see them every day. in like one of the, you know, one yes. day a month, they just look fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know, they just didn't shower. It and, is
1: like you're really, literally, just fucking yourself. You're literally <laughs> fucking the female version of yourself. Yeah. A sad, pathetic twenty-something with stuck out on a, in a crappy job, drinking to forget about where you are. And just having sex because you really, because there's nothing on TV. That's basically what you're doing. But it it does happen all the time. But now it's like, now you can't, this was some years ago, now you can't do that anymore because now you could lose your job. The, the, The thought never crossed anyone's mind, I'd lose my job over this. Uh, maybe you lose your wife over this, but you never lose your job. They'd never be like brought up on charges or hung out to dry or being the uh, on the uh, Morris here, not Morrissey Test on last minute Earth podcast. Wait, you can't
0: still fuck people that that are your um, what do you call it peers? Like I know if you're like uh, you'd be crazy. If you're a line cook, you can't fuck the salad lady. That's you know an <laughs> abuse of power. But you, you can't fuck the people that uh, have your same exact job
1: still. Oh no, you can It's not it's not it's not a technical harassment claim. It's not like an actual claim that could be taken against you, but. You still suffer the chances of being allegedly called out for for unwanted groping, right. or unwanted maybe you text. stop
0: returning her texts. She takes it personally. Yeah,
1: you may not. You, certainly, no, there's no criminal charges involved, and there may not even be civil charges against you. But you're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fired, just like you talked about. Uh, you know, your your buddy at the comedy store. Yeah, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose your livelihood. You know, you're gonna lose. You're gonna stand to lose a lot. So why would you? Why on earth would you want to be alone with a woman? And this was Sheryl Sandberg brought up, and then. Someone said, well, what's the solution? And then, smart as she is, she had no... She, she just gave a bunch of fucking platitudes about like more training and... Wear mittens. No, her stuff was all about education is the answer and all sorts of crap like that. Is education really the answer for the fact that men like to get away with shit when they're alone with women? No, that's not really... So she's saying, and you're saying, that
0: you have nothing to gain as a guy from being alone... In an office with another woman, it's all uh, potentially a, uh, a liability at this
1: point. Yeah, or even hiring women. So you have a small company, even hiring women because if if you only hire guys, you're never going to have a sexual harassment claim against you, right? Because I mean, the, no, none that none that carry any weight. Uh, I told you my this is also years ago. A <laughs> business mentor of mine said, if you really want smooth sailing in business, sad to say, but don't hire don't hire women. So because not because women aren't smart and. Potentially good workers, all that stuff like that, but because there's a whole level of complications that arise that don't arise with men. So just as a practical, as a practical matter, it's just harder to fire them. It's harder than to discipline them. It's harder to deal with issues they could potentially raise in terms of harassment. Yeah, all this stuff. It really just as a practical matter. Even this advice would go for other women, by the way, in terms of hiring. Right. So uh, I mean, if I was hiring uh, an assistant, I would definitely
0: prefer to hire a guy because you You would hire
1: first of all you'd hire the hot chick in a second so let's just pretend i would want to hire the hot chick (laughs) you would hire the hot chick fucker everybody does everybody does i
0: think i would know not to do that but maybe my you know maybe my uh dick would get the best of me but i I don't know i just feel like i have more in common with a guy i'm not going to be
1: um if you're if you're being intelligent about it you would hire the guy
0: yeah because if a guy is working for me and i come in and, and and i say uh Oh, man, I had sex with my girlfriend last night. Uh, You know, it was pretty cool. He's not going to think twice about it. He's not going to care. If I say that to a a chick, there's, you know, A, that would be just kind of weird and and not cool on on my part. But, you know, then you've potentially committed a violation unless you're, you know, jerking off uh, in your office the dude is just never going to file a complaint because he's just Even not... Even then, he's not
1: going to file a complaint. He's not offended. No, he's not offended. Plus, the guy is just embarrassed to file a complaint against the guy anyhow. Because <laughs> there's no... There's, when, when people say power struggles or power differences, guys really, really think of that physically. Yeah. And so if, if, like, they're little tiny bosses in his office jacking off, they don't, you know, what do they give a shit? It's not a threat to them. There's just
0: little... Because, like, I'm not a creep at all. I don't creep on women. Of course not, man. You know, I, I, I can get chicks without being a weirdo. Uh, but let's just say I'm watching porn in my office while I'm supposed to be working. And then I, uh, you know, make a wrong move and the headphone jack comes out of the uh, computer. And then there's some chick like, oh yeah, fuck me, fuck me harder. And she's screaming at the top of her lungs. And the guy just looks at me and I close the door and we just want to talk about that. And then we'll go to lunch. Uh, if that's a woman, and even though it was just an honest mistake, you know, potentially, I fucked myself now.
1: Well, yeah, I told you uh, my story about the time I sent a uh, friend of my female friend, of the office, a card with the, girl, the fat girl on the tricycle, <laughs> the fat girl in the thong on the tricycle, and I had to go to training class for that. Right. So because a third a third party woman, and no one, neither of us knew, walked in the office to drop some shit off in the office and saw the card, the birthday card. And became offended by it, right. and therefore I had to go to like harassment training or whatever the hell I was, whatever the hell that was. Coolest people in that class, by the way. Those are those are all your buddies. <laughs> those are your future
0: buddies. Was anyone mocking it?
1: Uh, uh, no, nobody knew what they, nobody knew what the charges were. So, but it was like you're in the class, and then it's like you look around, and go like these are the cool dudes at the office. Yeah, yeah. There might have been the one rapist in there, but generally these are the it
0: reminds <laughs> me I had to go to traffic school one time for. Um running a stop sign because of the police industrial complex that we have here and
1: uh also you ran a stop sign
0: he's i i breeze through
1: it uh, <laughs> Cal, Cal, we call it california stop if you've been here long enough
0: yeah so uh but it was mostly people that had duis and so i was in the class and so i say to the instructor can you fail this or it's just showing up means you pass and he's like well yeah you pass
1: and pay so, your pay your money
0: so i started kind of fucking with him like uh You know, I think I drive better drunk uh, because I'm afraid of the cops, you know. So I like to have uh, six or seven beers, uh, get in the car and, and, uh, you know, just drive around. And uh, I got no problem with it. And he's like, well, that is is hugely irresponsible. And I'm like, well, you already said I passed. I'm kind of a dick, I guess is the point. But
1: uh, you ever gone to the comedy, the comedy ones? No. no, Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's, it sounds it's, rough. It seems like a good idea for a second, then you sign up, and then you spend eight hours there with the guy, the, the poor comedian who's trying to make traffic jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really I'm fun.
0: more like, just get it, get the information over with.
1: Uh, but the, So here's the upshot of this. There really is no answer to this, right? Because I think S- Sandberg is correct, at least on the front end, where she makes the, files the, the concern, not with the solution. This is, I mean, if you're a dude, if you were talking to your brother or your son or somebody else, or a guy in the office, you tell them to stay away from women, right? Just not... If if like a woman wanted to go out for drinks to talk about some marketing the thing, you would tell them not to go, right? Well, I think so.
0: But like I was saying, I'm still because I'm not in this world, and so well, you're in the
1: comedy, the Louis CK comedy world now.
0: Yeah, so I can identify a problem individual. Like there are females that I'm friends with that I know I can have a drink with and and be in the same room with, and I just know it's not a possibility that they're going to try and get attention for themselves or try and fuck me over by filing some kind of bullshit report like i just know
1: i i feel the same way as you but i also now in this day and age i feel hesitant that i'm certain about that
0: well if you don't know the person well i guess then yeah there's a
1: i think russell simmons knew uh jenny lumet pretty well well i'm just saying i mean i think that i think that you think you know but i think that uh five years from now She's nuts about something, and or angry about something, and your name comes out. And yeah, just, perhaps. I mean, because I mean, with
0: Louis uh, CK, he—I uh, think maybe he was friends with these women. I'm not defending his behavior, but maybe he was friendly with them, and then he took that as an excuse to to push his boundaries. And next thing you know, he's showing his dick to people. And uh, well, that's like, clearly
1: a bad idea it's well, a terrible Even idea. Even in 2002 that was a bad idea.
0: Terrible idea, but I'm saying maybe he just got too comfortable, you know what I mean?
1: But what about just hanging around the green room for an hour with uh, just you and a girl?
0: But it's not Okay, so now it's going to sound like I'm defending Louie and I'm not, but it's not just a girl, it's a comedian. It's uh, you know, these we're all broken individuals who have, you know, experienced a, a lot of different things and and sort of by definition are not easily offended. So perhaps he just misread that as an opportunity to get his uh, rocks off, and it it backfired on him. And he shouldn't have done it. But I'm I'm just saying that, like maybe you can just get too. I, I don't know. Someone's cool, you, you know. They you give them an inch and and they take a mile. You know what I mean? Oh, a
1: Louis C.K. joke. <laughs> very, very nice. I just I think this is a this is one of those things where we try to legislate. Basic human instinct, right? Human behavior. Yeah. So men are always going to be piggish around women, or when they're alone talking about women. That's always going to be the case. Now you can ask them to control their behavior, and they most men will try. But if now if you tell them like their career may be threatened if they slip up, they're just going to isolate themselves from women. Yeah. That's literally what they're going to do in, in a professional setting. They're just not going to want women in meetings. They're not going to want to hire women. They're not going to want female assistants. They're not going to want to take women out to drinks to discuss shit or anywhere out to the golf course or whatever, they're not going to want to be alone with women for sure. And it's just, you know, it's, I think in the end that ends up hurting women and the only way, as a feminist, I can say this, the only way women actually will ever get to be equals to men in the professional setting is to be fucking tough. It's to just be fucking tough and just punch Louis C.K. in the face. <laughs> I mean, really, literally, that's... And then shut the fuck up about it. That's what guys do and that's why guys have risen to the top. Sure. Just because they deal with their problems by just... Fucking turn around, socking somebody in the face but, and not what about it? what if it
0: goes the other way? Because right now, every major corporation is trying to prove how um, progressive they are. And so they're hiring women at a disproportionate rate. And the women that they're hiring now are being promoted uh, more to, uh, you know, uh, managerial leadership positions, whatever.
1: Yeah, but that helps the small uh, – that's, that's where I distinguish the, uh, the, the, the uh, college-educated white women do very well. Yeah. But the other women get fucked.
0: For sure, but I'm just saying in certain institutions, like, uh, say, Amazon. Like, I'm sure in 30 years, Amazon's, you know, board of directors will be at least half female. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're they're just hiring women now to fill their quota, but, you know, they're also promoting them more. And, and it's like women, you know, women are fucking awesome now, right? That's the sort of general consensus. Um, so when it, when the boss is mostly women, and so they are, are they... Are they not going to want to take a meeting with a guy? You know what I mean. Like, how's that going to? Oh, happen? they
1: will, because there's still the women. Even in your scenario thirty years from now, the women will still be the protected class, and so they still will be have the sort of default victim status in those situations. Okay. So the guys they never have to worry about a guy claiming shit because they're just never going to they're never going to win that ca- they're never going to win that case unless it's something egregious. So there's never going to be a case where like the woman was coming on to the guy and then he like felt he was groped in the wrong way and then get the chick fired. That's just not going to happen, Probably not in not. any future I foresee. So women will always have the, disadvantage, have the advantage in that situation, even when they are in power. But for now, for this immediate, for this present, I think Sandberg and everyone else is, is correct, which is like, I think it hurts. Yeah, you're not your privileged white ladies who will be, be jumped up the ranks, but then 95% of other women who are trying, struggling to get, get up. I think they're going to get fucked really badly. I think so, too. And not in the way they used to be fucked by Matt Lauer until totally, they totally passed out. Matt, you have something to wish to pimp and promote on the show? <laughs> Sell it, man. You already did the Louis C.K. one-inch joke.
0: <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Matthew Ralston, Facebook. You can find me on Facebook uh, and mattralston.net uh, where I solved a major uh, problem in football
1: recently. Which Which problem was that? Oh, the holding problem.
0: Yeah, the most annoying thing in football. The
1: holding, I do. I hate holding calls.
0: Because it happens on every play.
1: Well, actually, it isn't called on every play, but it does happen on every play. That's what I'm saying. So you can call yes. it
0: whenever you want. Yes. And it fucks up the game. And uh, so I'm saying either design a glove that's webbed so the guys can't, you know, they can still uh, use their hands, but they can't grab shit because that's 80% of the holding calls, right? Yes. Grabbing, grabbing the jersey. So just tape their hands up or something and problem solve it.
1: Uh, or make them, how about if they go with their hands behind their back? Well, they have to. St- you're not allowed to grab the quarterback anymore. By the way, that's in their rules. <laughs> they gotta
0: stick their hands out, but you know the way they teach you is to you know you're not supposed to. You can't grab that's that's holding. So just make it impossible for them to grab stuff.
1: You can't put your hands outside the shoulders, right? Ever outside the shoulder pads. Like right. if you're a lineman, you have to. You can push from the inside of their body, but you can't grab from the outside. Right. So uh, I think it's great. I think that should ca- you want to write Goodell? That should catch on pretty yeah, quickly.
0: Not everything's, uh, you know, complicated. This is no. a simple solution. To well, a simple you, are
1: you going to sit for the national anthem until that's adopted? I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it's going to work. Brian, what about yourself? Sound engineer Brian?
0: Uh, actually, if you're looking to adopt a kitten, we've got five, I think I think I
1: am. Yeah, <laughs> five
0: long-haired black kittens no, sorry. We adopted one of those four long-haired black kittens and one stripy brown one. They're all adorable and fixed and vaccinated, and uh, we need to find forever homes for them. So uh, reach out to the podcast. How did you? If you're in the LA wait, how area. did you
1: come to have kittens?
0: My girlfriend's mother had um, some stray cats in the area, and oh, they le- trying they to leave catch their one fine, and right? fix it before it got pregnant. But yeah. they missed that mark, so they. Made sure the kittens were safe, so now we're trying to find homes for them.
1: Yeah, no, I would be down for that if I didn't literally just hate cats. <laughs> if I did test everything, there was They're an cats.
0: acquired taste, and so are us to them. Apparently, in my next
1: life, I'm going to be a, a spinster lesbian, and I'm going to have test <laughs> adopt the shit out of cats. <laughs> if I was a if I was an old lesbian, I would just have like 25 cats. I can see the allure of that. I want to thank Rocco's and Studio City. Thank you, Rocco's. Yes, you guys, Rocco's. big big audience, out the door, out the door, you guys. I was fantastic. Thanks for everyone waiting outside. Uh, you can catch me on the Blaze Radio at 4, a, 4, 4 a.m. on Fridays for some unknown reason, This is Lex, Last Minute Earth. Talk to you next week.